or is viewers the, about the what exactly you're saying start, when you say doctored evidence. The media has to start telling the right story in this country. The media is trying to divide this country. You are bloodthirsty for ratings. And as such, you're asking questions now that are already uh, uh, set up with a fact pattern. I can't believe you would ask me a question indicating that it's all right just to doctor a little bit of evidence. There's more stuff that we uncovered that they doctored, to be frank with you. And perhaps that will come out one day. But we won this case. And I'm not a sore loser. But what happened, or a sore winner, I should say, but what should happen is somebody should look at the conduct of these house managers. It, it, it's unconscionable. Aside from all of the due process violations that my client had, and the media should be looking that at a square, straight way. A straight way. When I watch the news, I watch one station and it's raining. I watch another station at the same time and it's sunny. Your coverage is so slanted, it's got to stop. You guys have to stop and start reporting more like PBS does rather than uh, 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 a TV news show that doesn't have any journalistic integrity at all. What I'm telling you is that they doctored evidence. And I believe your question says, well, it's only a Twitter check and, a, and changing a year of a date here. They switched the date of a Twitter a year to try to connect it to this case. That's not a small thing, ma'am. The other thing they did is they put Sorry. a check mark on something to, to make it look like it was a validated account when it wasn't. And when they were caught, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't even try to come up with an excuse about it. And that's not the way our prosecutors or our government officials should be conducting themselves. And the media shouldn't be letting them get away with it either. I'm tired of the biased media on both sides, left and right. What this country wants, what this country needs, is this country to come together, to take the left and the right and find a middle ground and start responsibly being our public officials, our elected officials. And the new, and the re, one of the reasons why they do it is because of the media, because the media wants to tell their narrative rather than just telling it like it is. And frankly, I'm tired of it. I'm not a media. I'm not in front of your cameras all the time. Uh, but what right. I've been subjected Sir, I, to I, I, this I last week. I understand. I yeah. understand. And I've given you, you the opportunity. You don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. Okay. I've given you the opportunity. I, I will remind you that what I said was that for our viewers who have not been following all of the hours of of this trial, mm -hmm. to be clear about what you what you are speaking about, and I understand I'm speaking that you about seem the house manager's upset. failure to prove their case. What's going on? It is February 14th, Valentine's Day. And of course, I'm sitting here, you know, most people are, you know, planning out dates and all that. And I'm sitting here just doing a podcast, ready to go to sleep, and then and then maybe record more to add to this. Because I know I'm probably not going to be able, you know, I, I probably don't want to publish it, not even 24 hours since the last podcast is done. But, uh... Most people, you know, have their relationships and all that kind of shit, so, 
you know, I'm just sitting here alone as usual. It's, it's always weird during this time because, again, like, it actually kind of makes me glad I'm alone whenever this day hits because the amount of fucking, you know, uh, toxic relationships that are on social media anyways, everything's for a storyline anyways on social media for clicks and likes and all that shit. You know, and again, everybody has to pretend like they're in a romantic fucking comedy. You know, even in fucking social media and in real life and stuff like that. Even though, like, everyone just fucked everyone anyways, you know. But uh, I hope you're all well. Uh, what you heard in the beginning was Trump's lawyer. Because, again, I don't think he... He's, like, no, he's not Jeffrey Epstein. He's not Jeffrey Epstein, the lawyer or the guy that... Those are different people, obviously. So I, I, I didn't even really see this guy. Before, whatever his name is, his name is what is it? Michael Vander, Michael Vanderveen. If that doesn't sound like a wrestling name either, it seems like a lot of these names are like wrestling names, man. But yeah, but um, the reason why I put that clip there is because it's it, it's it's another way for uh, like some hidden truth. To be like, for example, like even though people will basically point out that Trump is fucking a liar and all that kind of shit, them uh, like you know falsifying a tweet, even though I I I mean during a court case and all that, like you know what I mean, you're kind of falsifying shit, right? It's gonna actually put more people on Trump's side, where it basically makes the Democrats basically try to cheat him, even though Trump and his side are cheaters as well right it's like when the heel kind of makes a valid point about the media but like not for the reasons that they're saying it if that makes sense but it it feels like you know this is like a another way to fucking kind of get more support on trump and make him sympathetic to his base because he you know he overcame two impeachments essentially and and the Democrats have handled a lot of fucking shit really, really badly with this pandemic and, you know, and, you know, even, like, how they came across in this fucking case and all that type of shit. But, you know, again, people are, are, are making this guy, like, a martyr on, online, especially on the conspiracy subreddit. And it's like, is he really a fucking martyr? I, I just don't know where it's going to go because, you know, I, I mean... People are worried about 2024 and 2022 with the midterms, but it really feels like, you know, something really drastic could happen. You know, I talked about it a little bit, but I guess because I'm kind of, you know, clearing my, you know, clearing up my thoughts again, I, I just thought because the whole, and again, that, that guy is, that uh, Vanderveen guy is uh, claiming that people uh, are sending, what, what was it, uh, my home was attacked. I nearly had a hundred, hundred death threats. So like, so like, even that, even by that, will make it look like. Again, I don't know if that's true or not. You know what I mean? He could say that, and then it it basically makes him look more. It makes him look like more of a victim because he says something about the media, and now his house is getting attacked, and he's getting hundreds and thousands of fucking death threats and all that type of shit so i'm wondering where you know w w like is it more like is it like not 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 justified but is it like d being done on purpose f for the sake of uh being done on purpose by like you know like making it it's kind of like with how mitch mcconnell's 
was it Mitch McConnell and uh, Nancy Pelosi's house, where you know the where, where the, the storyline itself is, like like even if like that was supposed to be real, what happened to Nancy Pelosi or whatever, I would still think it's a storyline. But now within the storyline, they will make it seem like everything that like that like they framed it that way. So then you question every fucking thing. But I don't, I don't know what to make of this fucking Donald Trump stuff, though, man. It's just like, it, again, like, the guy, you know, he, he fucking... It, I mean, listen, man, this is the reason why fucking people gravitate to the fucking guy. You know, what's it called? Because, because again, like, the, 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 his whole team can kind of call out fucking the hypocrisies in some ways to the, me, to, to the media. And then the media has it in the bag because now anyone criticizes the media, you're... You're labeled a fucking Dana White or you're labeled a Donald Trump, even though, like, there are valid criticisms of the fucking media that people don't want to fucking talk about. You know what I mean? So it kind of feels like even the media kind of, uh, even the media kind of is, like, vindicated in some way because everyone who hates Trump is just going to believe that the media is telling the truth about every fucking thing, right? And then the people who love Trump, who already hate the media, are gonna fucking, you know, just think the media is lying and, and everything that they do is doctored or whatever. When, you know, again, like, you know, uh, a lot of stuff that they do is, like, you know, not not for real. It's, it's also doctored, but, you know, this wasn't in a fucking case. And, again, this is why people don't like the Democrats, because, you know, they get, they can't fucking win. I mean, even when they do fucking win, it's like they, they kind of lose because nobody, you know, again, like, again, it wouldn't surprise me if there was, like, I'm not saying there is, but, like, because people behind the scenes know what Trump is, like, up to and what he's, what him and his base of fucking people in the in the system are trying to plan out, it feels like, you know, that he's a victim in that, like, he that they could be stealing it from him. But then, like, the Democrats were the ones that complaining about the election being being fraudulent before and all that shit with, with what ha with happened when Trump won. So it's like both of them, b b both, like, the, the moderates and the fucking Republicans are basically arguing about who's credible and who isn't credible. And, you know, and then people basically got to pick sides. Like, if, if you dare, like, cause again, if you're against Trump, but then you also don't really co-sign with what some of the media people fucking say, then, like, you know, you're basically lumped into the box of a Trump supporter. And if you call out Trump, then you're lumped in with, like, fucking the Democrats. So suddenly you you like Joe Biden and shit. That's every time I argue with a fucking Trump supporter when I was on Periscope, and I'd point out why Trump is a fucking con man, they would always go, like, but, but Biden, but Clinton, but Hillary... And it's like, yo, dude, you, 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 you're, you're not gonna fucking tell me, like, anything new about this shit when I already fucking know how evil, like, those people are too, right? But again, you know, Teflon Don, you know, gets away with everything again. Even, even though, even, like, I'll say that before, like, even, like, the whole Teflon Don, it's, it's like, even that shit is by design too, like... They go, okay, we'll, we'll call him Teflon Don because then his base will just be looking at it as a, as a, as a nickname. Like, oh, Teflon Don because Donald Trump. And then, the you know, the, the know-it-all liberals will be like, well, actually, well, you know, uh, 
Teflon Don was actually, you know, he went to jail and he actually died in prison. So, hell yeah, you know what I mean? So it feels like they're dunking on something that's, like, very unnecessary to, to begin with. But, like, that whole thing, you know what I mean? Like, again, like, Trump's lawyer is going to look like uh, a sympathetic figure because of what he's saying with, like, we need to meet down the middle of the road. But the thing is, like, their middle of the road is basically, like, all cosign our fucking racist and homophobic and sexist fucking shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it kind of feels like. And it's like, why would I want to be aligned with people who don't even want to fucking change their fucking beliefs in, in, in that manner? You know what I mean? Because people will think that, that, oh, you're just an opinion. But it's like, no, you're aligning with, like, you go off about, like, political correctness and, you know, like, some of these corporations are pretending to be woke. But, like, a lot of the time, these systems were also pretending to, to be, you know, just a, just good old American stuff with, like, what was normalized. But, see, they don't see that part as the propaganda. They see that part as what was genuine, authentic. Kind of like with Stern and all that kind of shit. People think that in the 90s, because, you know... And again, in the 90s and early 2000s, he may have been calling out some shit in Hollywood, whatever, and in politics in some ways and all that. But, you know, a lot of... Uh, he, he was also catering to fucking racists. He was leaning towards that for, you know, heel heat, if you want to be fucking frank about it. But I mean, like, I mean, that's just how it fucking goes, man. I, I, I don't know how much to fucking add because again, like, you know, again, like, I, it's, it's like I, I'm waiting for things to play out, but I'm also trying to like keep something consistent going a little bit before, you know, you know, because again, I don't know how long I'm gonna be doing these, you know. I, I, I might, I might give up tomorrow and not wanna do any more or something like that randomly, you know. Something just sometimes it just stops. I've been trying to, like, you know, kind of write shit down more often just to get shit off my chest. So the the, the, the tension, you know, I feel like the mental tension is lifted from me a bit, you know what I mean? And it feels fucking good sometimes to be able to do that. Even though, you know, you're always monitored by everything, you know what I mean? You're, you're always, everything's just monitored 100%, but... Yeah, I don't know what's gonna fucking happen though, man. I, I I've been clueless about. It. I just kind of, I just sense something like really, really bad and all that. You know what I mean? I just, I have this sense in my fucking head, and maybe it's just just paranoia, but it just feels like, like there's an overall darkness that's you know, you know, just fucking looming over like the fucking world, and you know, and and it just feels like we're in like this, like a, a very revolutionary time, right? By the way, I, I watched, because uh, um, again, we, we, Canada doesn't get HBO Max, right? But I think, like, once in a while, they're going to, like, I guess, like, some things will come on demand, and uh, the Messiah and, and the Messiah, the, the Judas and the, and, the, and the Black Messiah came on. And again, I know what they're called, like, you know, people don't like the movie because it's about the fucking snitch. And I, and I totally understand it, you know what I mean? Like, the only thing that movie accomplished, for me at least, was just making me really, really upset and depressed about it, you know what I mean? Like, really depressed to see, you know what I mean? I can understand why people don't constantly want, 
like, you know, trauma films, especially with black trauma and all that, because, but the thing is, like, if you're going to do, like, even if they just did a movie about, about, um, you know, just focusing on, see, the thing is, I wouldn't have minded if it was focusing more on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, on, on, um, um, Fred Hampton, if, if, if it was, like, you know, more, you know what I mean, it was more of, like, just, just, just seeing the perspective, and just seeing, like, how the, the guy is, like, he's trying to, like, go out of his way to destroy, I think the bit, the bigger, like, one of the bigger stories for me in, in this is that it just shows you that, like, like, because that guy, uh, um, uh, O'Neill, William O'Neill, I think his name was, right? He, the, like, the fact that, you know, he, he was trying to survive before he got caught up in this. And he had, like, go, he's going around trying to survive, you know, doing, you know, your criminal stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to be, like, a career criminal kind of thing by, like, you know, posing as an officer and all that. And because, like, you're put in that position to, you're put in that position to, like, have to try to survive. And then the wrong hand, the wrong guys catch you. It's like you at first you kind of feel bad because he got caught and he's being put in this position, but like you know what I mean. There's all, I I personally feel there's always a fucking you know what I mean. Like maybe he didn't feel there was a way, but then at the same time it's like he fucked like you know he fucked over, and he got fucking a lot of people fucking killed and he even tried to look like a fucking hero by pointing out someone else that was part of the fucking feds that that was giving feds information and all that. And I'm just sitting there, like, you know, like, really, really fucking angry, you know what I mean? Like, even though you, you, you like, I, I, I've known, like, this, you know, I read about the story, um, and I've seen, like, a bunch of, like, you know, like, you know, stuff that's been put online, whatever, about it, like, a, you know, like, years ago and stuff like that, but you just don't remember every fucking thing. So it just kind of, it kind of makes me kind of, uh, it kind of makes me, like, just really, really angry and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And just angry at the whole, like, even as angry as I am, because again, and then I'm doing research about this guy, because again, about the whole PBS documentary where he came, and then suddenly when the documentary for, for the, for the Fred Hampton thing, where he was interviewed, that, that day, he fucking ran into traffic, and sometimes I wonder, I wonder if, like, like, you know, with the call, now that it was revealed that he did that, then, like, maybe that was his payment, maybe someone got payback, pay, they said he committed suicide on his own, but, like, I mean, that's possible, maybe he dealt with the fucking guilt, but, I mean, if if he was, like, taken out, like, I wouldn't, it dep well, I mean, it, it could have been taken out by the feds, because maybe he was willing to, like, you know, like, you know, dive into more about their, ta their tactics, or do you think somebody who was, like, part of the Black Panthers or whatever kind of help? You know what I mean? Either, either way, the guy's scum anyways, right? So, like, I mean, but the fact that you made a movie about it and all that, you, you made a movie about it, you know what I mean? And I, and I don't really watch, like, many movies, but, like, I was curious to see how they were going to do this one because, you know what I mean? Because I, 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 like, I, 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 I was looking at it, like, I, I'll just look at some of the Fred Hampton stuff and look and uh, kind of appreciate, like, like at least like some of the good stuff that he was doing in there, like that that the, the Daniel Kaluuya was uh, was was portraying in that. You know what I mean? Like, but again, it it just kind of like shows like you know this could be happening today where like I I, I think even though the, 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 we try to make it seem like today is like how it was yesterday because of the aesthetic and stuff like that, I really do think there is more nuance behind the scenes where like. 
like a lot of the, like I think a lot of these institutions have been inf infiltrated, where now like there are like like some hidden good hand mixed in with the hidden bad hand that is kind of opposing it. So like, it it does you know what I mean. And then when somebody is known as being a like people will say Angela Davis is a rat, whatever, and all that, right? People people will keep assuming that. And that doesn't mean that she was she's a bad fucking person or anything like that, but it's like, well, depending on what she did, I don't know what she did technically, but it's like, if you're gonna be, if you're, if you're, like, again, like, you know what I mean, because, because like, there's a real behind the scenes where I think people are, you know, because, like, the fact that it's, it, it's kind of known, that always seems to me like, for example, if, uh, if, uh, like, for example, if she was compromised on some level, maybe she... Maybe some of these people would fucking let people know in their life that they are so then they can kind of like, you know, make it known because it's supposed to be known because maybe they don't want to be a part of that. But like, I don't know if that makes any fucking sense, but like people were even hating on One Night in Miami and, you know, I'm, I'm watching I'm watching that on Amazon. I haven't finished it, but I so far I, I like it. I think people didn't like it because it's... It's like, you know, because Malcolm X uh, said, you know, again, we don't know if anything's happened in the conversation. It's, it's Regina King's interpretation of what may have happened, like what kind of conversation. And, you know, people were, were like, you know, they, they, they talk about like, you know, him like not being celebrated in, in, by these neoliberals anyways and all that kind of stuff. And then he's in the movie, he's basically putting out like about the some importance of what celebrity, what a celebrity could do, basically. And and again, because he said in, in in an interview that like they're gonna put celebrities as a, as leaders, and you know like the, the the one that everyone always shares now about what he thinks about like celebrities and all that, I think there's also more nuance to that. Like I I do think that he was right in what he was saying, obviously, but I also think think a portion of him would know that because they're gonna be doing that, wouldn't it also be couldn't it be possible? Wouldn't it be smart to kind of get people to kind of be the counters of that, even if it comes around in sports entertainment form, right? Like Sam Cooke and uh, and Muhammad Ali, like, you know, they were celebrities and they spoke out about, you know what I mean, to kind of counter the, even though I think like, like Muhammad Ali had to do some kind of propaganda where like, even though he's speaking the truth a little bit, he would have to be like, like you know what I mean? Because the system, the system likes when other minorities attack like people in their group, so him kind of going at Joe Fra and he's showed regret from that apparently. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? I I I remember I watched a Joe Fraser documentary and it made me kind of in two thousand nine and I was like in my edge lord phase where you know I I I didn't uh, I I felt bad for for him and I I didn't respect Muhammad Ali for kind of like you know like for like you know organize like kind of like you know calling out calling him out and kind of like you know. Like, you know, like, basically, you know, basically, like, whenever, like, somebody who's popular makes fun of somebody in the same race, and, and, and they're, like, you know, not as, they might not be as well received as the other person, and everyone just feels like they can kind of dog on them a little bit, you know what I mean? So, like, so part of me always feels like a lot of these celebrities back then, even now, like, the the ones, the, the, like, like, the people who are blue, the blue check marks who are constantly putting down, like, the past about, like, what problematic stuff that they thought at one time, even if it was just, like, a, uh, they could have evolved or whatever and all that, 
and and then they kind of like 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 denounced it. But then the thing is, like the same people who are denouncing it, they're in the same boat where they gotta fucking pretend like like they're doing their due diligence by calling out something that's problematic while you're working for people's approval who are problematic in their own right. You know, it, it's I don't know. It's it's very fucking confusing, man. But I mean, I, again, like I understand why people didn't like it. I mean, I, I, it's not that I, I, it's not that I, it's not, it's not that I liked it, but like it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But it did make me fucking really, really angry because, I mean, you could have just focused on, like, you could have done a movie just about, about uh, you, you could have done a movie just about Fred Hampton and, uh, and like you know again like you could have like. Cause again, like I'm, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you did a movie about Fred Hampton, would 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 people would people be mad if it showed that he did die, or is it like one that they they made the movie the whole focal point about 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 the snitch? Cause again, like cause, cause like I I guess if that if that was like the 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 purpose of making me making my blood boil, knowing what's going to fucking happen, and, and, and just seeing it in action of, uh, you know, how he's, how he's kind of infiltrated, how he raised the ranks and all that kind of stuff. It, it, it really, really, it's just, it, like, it's just really, really disturbing to me, you know? I'm, I'm not a movie expert, man, you know what I mean? But, like, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I thought, uh, you know, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, he did a good job as playing, you know what I mean? And other people in the movie were, were great as well. The guy who played the FBI agent, he's, like, a good, like, he's actually, like, um, he always played, for some reason, I wonder if when he gets canceled, is it going to be revealed that he might be into white supremacy or something like that? Because... A lot of the roles that I see him playing, like, you know, in Breaking Bad, he's playing a fucking, you know, Nazi. This one, he's playing an FBI agent. In Black Mirror, one episode, he was playing some creep who was, like, stealing DNA so he could have, like, his own, like, you know, his own little fantasy world. Like, he always, I guess because his face just looks like a natural scumbag. You know what I mean? That you would imagine that's how, like, you know, a real scumbag and a real creep would look. You know what I mean? But again, like, I, I can understand why people, um, you know, especially if you're black, you know, I can understand why you wouldn't want to, uh, uh, you know, watch another trauma trauma film like that. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, because, you know, like, like some of the scenes, like, you know, even though it's a movie you know, all, and all that, right? Knowing that this happened in real life, you know what I mean? And and then with the climate that we're in today, with, like, you know, racial injustice with the, with the police and all that, it kind of does, like, kind of, like, like, you know, just, just make your fucking blood boil. He just makes, he just makes, like, you know, everything just seems, like, you know, odd. Uh, yeah, it's, so those are my, those are my thoughts, really. You know what I mean? I, I'm not giving, doing a full movie review. I just would need to get it off my chest. Um, you know, um, what else was there? Yeah, I, and I, I'm still thinking about what the about the eugenics thing. You know what I mean? And I again, if if it sounded like you know, like you know, uh, I'm ready to fucking just give up and you know, do and and would do that. You know, it's it's not that. It's just I just think about like you know, like even just describing a movie just frustrates me. 
that I don't know like all the expertise of like the director and the style of how it was filmed and and you know uh and you know what I mean I I don't have enough creativity for the jokes of like like different associations with shit and it's the only thing that I've been good at is kind of being remotely fucking funny about like certain about certain about certain things you know what I mean like just like you know what I mean but then the thing is is like I didn't realize by watching things through a comedy fucking lens all my life, uh, because I never really wanted to watch anything serious. Like I, I never wanted to like embrace something like in a serious way because I was afraid of having emotions and crying and all that kind of shit. So I'd always embrace stuff, and because you embrace stuff in the comedy in comedy world, and especially like especially the comedy world where you're trying to be edgy and all that. You kind of make edgy jokes about like serious stuff that shouldn't be trivialized, right? And then you've and and and, and then like and then and then you you've been taught by like people who do that to like to at the naysayers and the people who are like kind of giving valid critiques to go, oh well, you're ruining my freedom of speech and all that. So it kind of fucks with my head that I don't even really know how to really be funny anymore because. I used to think comedy was a certain fucking way where you have to fucking goof on, like, everything and anything. And, you know what I mean? Just promoting the fucking ignorance. But, like, not seeing enough that, you know, not, like, seeing how, like, that type of humor is also propaganda. And it it, 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 it fucks with my mind because I felt like, like you know what I mean? I, I didn't want to be the... The minor, I didn't want to be the minority that fucking always complains and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I, I I was seeking white approval essentially. And now and and now that you know I'm, I I've been trying to be a little bit more so I've been socially conscious, not in like the the pretentious way like everyone else on Twitter, but like looking at like the advanced ways we live and the 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 spirituality that exists and you know and how they hide it behind religion and all that kind of stuff like that kind of awakening. More so, but, like, everybody has to make their wokeness align with, like, the status quo in some kind of way. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm all over the fucking map. Uh, what else? There's, like, again, let me see this. Okay, yo, Takashi 69 and Meek Mill... We're just in a in a WWE feud. I look at I look at the footage and I'm like, why the fuck is Jeff Hardy feuding with Meek Mill? Um, hold on, let me see the let me see again and, and again. I don't even know how script because again, like on social media, it has Meek Mill's perspective where he's filming and it has a six nine filming. You know what I mean? Uh, where is it? So yeah, th- this is part of it right here. Hold on. Where's the bitch? That was uh, once again. That was uh, um, uh, that was Meek Mill's uh, perspective. But what to call? Let me see six 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 nine six nine uh, six nine side uh, was uh, the memes are fucking hilarious. By the way, a lot, a lot of clown memes I'm noticing. Uh, like somebody, some somebody put, put this on Twitter. Meek Mill, Meek Mill, and uh, 
uh, Meek Mill and uh, Six Nine going at it like this. And then hold on a second, let me see. The fact that people find these Instagram lives where like kids are arguing is fucking kind of like. You know what I mean? And and in in, in, in in one of in one of the in one of these photos what they're called there's like there's a there's like an, an adult beside the white kid that's that's arguing with the black kid or whatever, you know what I mean? And it's like like I like I, are they like just putting like some people in training for the, some of the, for becoming sports entertainers and in, in you know what I mean? Like it just seems so fucking weird. I keep looking for actual video. But again, like, I think this comes across... I don't know how to analyze this, because again, like, I know that Meek 6 9 is is basically being... Because you know he's, a, he's basically a Fed, right? And he, he feels like he's existing to basically call out other people who might be associated with the Feds who are calling him out. Like Meek Mill, for example, right? Because again, you know, the, the CEO of Rock Nation is Desiree Perez, who's you know, somebody that was an FBI informant because she got caught with drugs in the 90s. And it feels like everybody, it feels like everybody in in the game has association with, like, with the the feds in some way. But when it's supposed to be known, when it's supposed to be known, that's when you make it a fucking heel. Like, that's when you're supposed to become heel on the surface, essentially. So, like, you know, Meek Mill was, like, you know, after that whole Drake beef, Meek Mill started, like, endearing himself more and people started liking him and he uh, um, you know was talking about prison reform and all that and it feels like like you know even if he's working on that it feels like for the surface it's gonna be like a gimmick for him to like kind of be revealed as a hypocrite because he's associated with you know uh, Desiree Perez and Dame Dash was already kind of being ske- saying that that's sketchy that Jay Z has her as a CEO, and she was like one of the people that was. He said this a couple of years ago, but recently Desiree Perez was one of the people that uh, got pardoned by Trump, right? So and again, academics is fucking melting off. Fung Flex is melting off about it. So I don't even know where it's gonna go with that. Like you know what I mean? I guess like because Jay Z has already kind of become the heel. That you know that you know he to to a lot of people because you know he kind of has he kind of has that mentality of telling people it seems like go start your own business go like make it seem like it's so easy to do that like people don't already like, don't work hard or anything like that when there's way more to it and it feels like Jay Z is supposed to be playing the villain so I don't know if this Meek Mill thing is like something that's staged like I I think even if it you know is quote-unquote real, it's probably staged, but sometimes I wonder if they're going to do these storylines that reveal that it's staged, like another layer of of that, you know what I mean? So I'm wondering where the fuck all this shit is going. But, you know what I mean? I just I just went on Twitter and I saw that Meek Mill was trending. I'm like, what did he do? You know what I mean? J- just like I looked at fucking David Letterman trending. Let me look at my... Uh, let me see the clip that David Letterman... Let me see the clip right here. This is what David Letterman's being canceled for, apparently. The Lindsay Lohan interview with D- uh, with D- 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 goes some of the guy Trey Taylor is like this Lindsay Lohan interview with David Letterman two thousand thirteen is horrifying to watch now, right? So I guess because now like 
Britney Spears has kind of getting her vindication. They're trying to cancel Justin Timberlake. And I'm sure Timberlake knows that he's supposed to be canceled. That's why they're doing it now. So, like, now is like he's become the villain. It seems like a lot of the guys that prospered off being anti, you know, kind of creating, like, kind of creating a buzz to kind of make their significant other at one point or some woman that they're associated with, like Janet Jackson, to be kind of the butt of the fucking jokes, essentially. So, like, David... And again, you watch David Letterman's show, you know how he kind of fucking... He's kind of just rude to everyone, kind of, in a way. Like, he... You know what I mean? But I guess because it's, like, Lindsay Lohan and she's had issues and all that, you know, it's supposed to represent, like, you know what I mean? If you look at on the... See, again, people are... See, this is a problem if David Letterman... Because David Letterman has other shit that is sketchy about him, that you could kind of go after him about, about, like, you know, using his power with, like, you know, like, the, the story that we heard about, like, how I think Vinny Favalli was kind of like a connect, in my personal opinion, was kind of like a fucking li- li- liaison, kind of, to, like, get him hooked up and, you know, with, with, with chicks and all that, where, you know, because, again, you hear about these stories where David Letterman would be banging an intern, and then he'd put him on television, and, again, maybe that fits into that whole narrative I was saying that some of these women that work in this criminal underworld in some way are are sex workers and they and they become characters and then eventually they get to you know uh, become like uh, bigger characters when like the fucking male celebrity who kind of runs the shit is kind of like you know being at, like like he he'll be canceled essentially so right now they're starting with something like something that's relatively in my personal opinion light maybe because I've watched a lot of fucking dark comedy and all that but and you know I I. I wouldn't think nothing of it, but because of, like, what Lindsay Lohan probably went through, but you know, she was giving it back to the fucking guy, too, though, so you gotta give her props for kind of being sarcastic and playing his game, because it looked like Letterman was, you know, again, this is from 2013, so let me see what happens, you know. Yes. And how long will you be in? Good. Yeah. Now, uh, aren't, you supposed to, aren't you supposed to be in rehab now? Do not watch anything that goes on I on do. the tabloid now. now, now here's what May second. I, I was under the May second. Yes. But how long will you be in rehab? Uh, three months. How many times have you been in rehab? Several. And what? What? How will this time be different? What are they rehabbing? First of all, what? What is on their list? What? What are they going to work on when you walk through the door? We didn't discuss in the, this in the pre-interview. No, but, but it'll be three months, and and you no, know. I think I think to be honest. Okay, I'm see, 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 that part is is fair. That, it, again, like it'd be one thing if she, if she, if she, again, by the way, like even this part could be planned out as well to basically because, like a lot of these celebrities know, uh, and eventually, that the stuff that they're gonna do that's gonna bite them in the ass later on, obviously. So this could be one of like the, these predetermined scandals that's gonna come out when there's women liberation or whatever, and the symbolism of these celebrities getting their liberation for like kind of being treated like, you know what I mean? Because again, if if, they, if that's true that they didn't discuss it and he kind of just brought it up on her, then I guess that's kind of fucking scummy, you know what I mean? But so far, like you know what I mean? I I this is like any regular kind of like interview that he kind of does. Maybe I kind of listening to too much Howard Stern and how he interviews and, and it seems just like no one had an issue with that it seems like this is fucking tame like wait until people fucking realize that Howard Stern fucking does interviews like you know what I mean I'm, I'm the happiest when I'm working and the healthiest and I think this is 
an opportunity for me to, you know, focus on what I love in life. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a blessing. And do, do, do you have addiction problems? No, you sound like Dr. Phil. Yeah, I'm sorry. Is, is it uh, like alcohol? Do you drink too much? We've discussed this in the past. Who oh, did we really? When did we discuss well, because it? Because I'm the one who's having the blackouts. What is, what is that? I'm just saying. I ought to be in rehab for the love of God. So now, um, uh, when you when you go to the rehab, what do they well, do? Well, let's let's. This is we have to work here for a movie. We have to what? Let's stay on the positive. Oh, what? So, like aside from that side of the positive. Yeah. All right. I have a list here of things that you've you've endured. Do you, can I run down a few things? Here? Oh, can I see them first? Yeah, go ahead. Thanks. You can read them or not read them. Okay. <laughs> up here, are the I thought you were going to be nice. These are, these are the appetizers up here. These are the main courses. There's your desserts down at the bottom. Those are the jokes. Oh. You know, are you okay now? It feels like people should be helping you. Do you have money saved? Therapy? Ask yourself, why always in trouble? You can't make a joke of it. I just want to, I just, That's so I, mean. I, I, I don't, I'm not joking. No, you're not doing that. We're not doing that. Maybe one or two? No, this is my show now. <laughs> so, you, uh, Stop. Yeah, oh, she's tearing up a little bit. God bless you. <laughs> I love you too. There you go. So, I, I can see how, you know, again, like, I mean, I guess it, it's. I guess if she was into the into the joking, I guess it would have been fine. But I guess because throughout the interview, she showed she wasn't comfortable with it. I guess that's what the issue. But like, do you really think David Letterman is really like you know with, with him sitting with this fucking man with, with that huge fucking mountain beard? He's gonna fucking give a fuck that he's being canceled. He knows he's being canceled. But the thing that's gonna happen here is that people are gonna look. People who are gonna defend the people that get canceled, right? They're gonna look at it and go. Oh, but you know this is just comedy. He's, you know, what I mean, because again, it's because it, again, whenever it's happened within the context of a show of a comedy show, even though like th there's valid arguments to be made against him, right? People, his fans are gonna fucking argue that it's a, it's just fucking com, it's just comedy, right? You know what I mean? So you're starting right now. You're starting really light with this. I guarantee you, this is gonna trickle down to them discover. You know what I mean? And people think, and again, the people who are quote unquote anti cancel culture. The part that they, the part, the part that their pretentious ass never mentions, is that this cancel culture stuff is all planned out by the system. Like Letterman probably knows he's getting fucking quote unquote canceled because it's his time is done. So now it's time to like analyze everything that he said, and it's gonna trickle down to them now. Uh, um, f you know, finding out more about some of the shady stuff, like using his power, you know, banging interns, um, you know, uh, banging women, women that he banged, that he would let them have more TV time as, you know, actresses and like in 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 their sketches. Like even Ralph used to be kind of associate. Ralph from Howard Stern used to be associated with this, and people people on the Stern sub Stern subreddit or Stern forums have always kind of like made it seem like there was more going on, like, like, maybe, like, like, Ralph, Ralph was also kind of a sex worker, and, like, he was kind of, like, you know, being passed around between, he kind of got drafted, everyone's talking about the drafts, he got drafted to the Howard Stern show, kind of, as to be a part of Howard's little crew, whatever, so, you know, that's what it feels like, by the way, but, by the way, when they go down the rabbit hole of stuff that David Letterman did, 
I, I'm wondering if someone's going to fight. Like, I wonder if any Stern fans going to be... Because, again, a lot of Stern fans don't make themselves really known or, like, try to get anything viral going, right? So part of me wonders if they're going to fucking do... If they're going to catch, like, if they're going to, like, put, like... Oh, yeah, you thought David Letterman was rude over here. Look what look what he did in this, in this one. And then they're going to have, like, you know, the evil David Letterman from the Howard Stern show and some of his crank calls, some of the shock value stuff that he said because, uh, um, because you know, it's like, oh, it, cause it's, it's, in the, it's not so much that the, 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 the shock value stuff was funny. It's funny because, like, you wouldn't imagine David Letterman doing that, you know? There's always, and there's always a part of me that always wondered, like, what, like, Howard was just, uh, you know, David Letterman didn't, didn't want to always attack Jay or something like that. So part of me always wondered if Howard was, like, a, a show that was, like, a mercenary where people that he picked on, were like, he, like, like, like he was rewarded for, you know what I mean? Like, he would start picking on someone specifically to get his audience to turn against and shit on because, like, you know, uh, because, like, someone else told him. Like, I always felt like, like, now that I'm looking back on it and I, I know, like, and I can know my theories about how, like, you know, this is all kind of, like, orchestrated and all that. Part of me wonders if, like, Howard, if, if, like, WWE were the ones that kind of told Howard to kind of always shit on China and, and make her life a little bit more miserable and shit like that. Or, you know, uh, you know, and, and then that's what I feel with David Letterman and all that type of shit, you know. But I guess David Letterman is going down. I am guaranteeing you this is going to lead to, like, something more with, 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 with that, like, where... Uh, like it's gonna lead to more with uh, like going down all the problematic stuff that David Letterman has done, like cheating on his wife, then using the power and all that kind of shit, using his power for influence. Again, I, I would exp- again David Letterman gets canceled before Howard Stern. It's like kind of like you can't tell me that they don't plan when something's gonna be fucking canceled. Like I, I, I you you can't fucking tell. You won't convince me ever about that. Just like with the, with this guy Morgan Wall Wallens, who was like a country singer, and it's like, are you surprised that he said the N word? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you surprised he said the N word? I don't know if this is symbolizing. Uh, b- b- by the way, when w- the, the whole if like again because this is all fucking staged, right? I wonder if like a lot of the stuff like the Letterman feud, because Howard would, I predict that Howard and Jay are kind of not really enemies. I wonder if, like, you know, because they, they all live in duality. I wonder if, like, th- th- they start these feuds because they know that eventually it's going to be looked back on and dissected. And that's, like, the whole purpose of why these things are are being kind of, like, you know... I don't, I don't know. I have no idea, man, you know. I'm just going off. But, yeah, the guy Morgan Wallen, I don't know much about him, but... Uh, you know, again, you know, I bet, see, sometimes I don't know if, like, something is just an innocent fucking mistake and just a moment of ignorance and all that kind of shit. Or is it, like, kind of doing that, like, are they laying the groundwork first for the incident and then we're going to revisit stuff that he's done in his past where they correlate it, right? Just like with, uh, you know, this woman from The Bachelor. Uh, what's her name? Hold on a second. Um... Hold on a second. The, uh, let me see the Bachelor stuff. Hold on. 
Bachelor. Hold on. Let me see the real story here. Again, because, like, again, it's always, it's, 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 again, like, they're already patting themselves on the back for having the first black Bachelor. It's kind of like, you know, how the wrestling world pats themselves on the back for having a first black champion in 1992 when, you know, you could have had that, like, you know, in the in the 80s, in the, in the 70s. But, like, they pat themselves on the back like it was the most progressive thing, and now that's what The Bachelor is doing. So, of course, when, you know, that happens, of course, one of the contestants that they probably knew beforehand. Again, the system, over, the system always knows, in my personal opinion, what the person's past is. It's just when the person's past is exposed, it's 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 done for more clicks and all that type of stuff. But one of the women is a racist and all that. Um, uh, hold on a second. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Trying to look at it, man. Hold on. What, okay, okay. What happened was what? What's the oh, hold on a second? Uh, bachelor contestant. Yeah, yeah. Her name is Rachel. Hold on a second. Uh, so basically, yeah. The 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 woman. Uh, hold on a second. The the, the woman. Oh, what happened here? Let me see here. Hold on. I'm trying to look at the name, man. I'm trying to look at the fucking name. So at least I have some of the fucking name properly. You know what I mean? Rachel Connell. Okay. So Rachel Connell has been liking posts about the Confederacy, maybe in the past. Or she's a QAnon person. Maybe she's a QAnon person as well, I think. I don't know. But, you know, and then again, this comes in the revelation in the time of a, a black bachelor, in the black bachelor, you know what I mean? Who Who's, uh, the, what, what, what's the, the black bachelor's name? I don't want to keep calling him the black bachelor. Like, I don't watch the show. I just know that, like, people have been kind of going, Google, on Twitter, people have been going uh, gaga over the black bachelor because it's like, hold on, uh. Like everyone on Twitter just is accusing the. Hold on a second. Let me, let me go look at what the. I I need to know the fucking name. See, this is. See, you're getting in my. You're getting in my head how I process information, how I fucking try to like go through stories, and I just kind of lose my mind essentially. That's who the guy's name is, man. Matt James. Okay, so Matt, I guess Matt James is the Black Bachelor this season. One of the contestants is, uh, you know, uh, apparently she even had the post of even her. It always seems like that's like the go-to for some of these uh, 
some of these white women, they would have to be in, like involved with like some like you know doing a going to a wedding on some like plantation, some old plantation or something like that that exists. I don't even know why they still exist. You know, you know, you, but I mean, whatever. Chris Harrison, the host of the show, was kind of having more empathy for her. So I guess now he's canceled. And again, you know, again, maybe his empathy is for like he knows that because like a lot of these people are playing characters, like not even on the show, just like in real life and shit. Because once you get like the millions you're you're making from being a public figure in some show, it's also the real life controversy. So maybe like that's why he really empathizes with her, but because it's in the guise of, uh, because it's under the guise of like you know, uh, of like like whatever happened on the surface, you're guilty of that, right? So because because of that, it seems like you know he is uh, having more empathy for her, so now he's stepping down, and I and I guess if like. And again, see, again, they start off with, like, you know, just... Because people... Because, again, most people who are not going to be looking at, like, like the real reason, they're, they're just going to hear that Chris Harrison got... Uh, um, um, left the show because of cancel culture. I don't think he even... He, he even left... He left on his own, probably, right? So people are going to look at that and go, oh, uh, like, like, the people who are against anti-cancel culture or whatever... They're gonna go. Oh my God! He got. He he's leaving because of an opinion he has, right? And then the, you, you you're gonna find out more that he's also problematic as well, probably. Like maybe he has like a fucking like a deep seated racist past as well, probably. You know, it 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 doesn't again like a lot of these rules they're very inconsistent. They make no sense, but like a lot of the stuff is just to fucking feel more. Unnecessary, uh, unnecessary fucking things. Uh, thing. Like, who should know if she even really is like that? And I'm not saying she isn't. I'm just saying, who's to even know she is like that? It just feels like a new controversial way to kind of promote, like, you know what I mean? Where, like, where, where it's supposed to show that a company, that a, that a TV show is being progressive, but then they have racist on their show. You know what I mean? They're trying to basically, you know, Set that all up essentially. I, I I don't know. It's just it just I it, I get involved in my fucking theories and how it plays out, and I I imagine the, the the disgusting reaction from all five of you who listen about you know what's gonna happen. You know, I, there was uh, what else would I talk about? Um, Oh, yeah, there was a tweet I saw, and it's a valid tweet where someone said, hey, what the, and I, I don't know if it, if it was, like, like them just making it seem like everything is a fucking heel, heel in face, or they're talking about specifically in wrestling. I forget who it was, but they said, hey, can uh, straight people not play gay people for heel heat, and or, or trans people for heel heat, kind of? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair what to call, you know, some people could be doing that, right? But, but then I look at, like, what happens in, with right-wing type of people. Can, can we not have closeted, closeted men playing, playing a, a straight, straight, white, not so much straight even. I think it happens with a lot of people, you know, in, with, all ra- with all races in the system as well. 
you know, with the can we not have uh, uh, um, uh, closeted closeted public figures play home play homophobes, misogynist and racist, and and do that as straight straight heel heat? Because again, like people won't admit that exists, but that does exist. Because again, you can't really. Tell, like, again, because, again, you wouldn't be, like, again, you can't just call someone and say, hey, that guy is gay or whatever. But I know that that, that happens a lot in the, in, in, within right-wingers. You know what I mean? You, you, like, there's some guys who, like, have been rumored to be, you know, gay or whatever. And, and that's fine, whatever, right? But I'm just saying, like, but then, like, some of these guys, like, because, again, like, because let's say you, this guy's a closeted guy. He's saying all this sexist and racist stuff. Angels gonna get called out. They're gonna again because it's, everything is everything is all gimmicked. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, look, another straight white male putting out that type of that, that putting out that, that that type of energy, that toxic energy." But then that guy doesn't really give a shit because you you know what I mean. You can call Gavin McGinnis, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, all the straight white male privilege and all that kind of shit, whatever. But, like, this guy and his followers were ready to fucking sit on a dildo to protest Islam. And it's like, bro, I don't think anyone in Islam would give a fuck if you guys, like, like uh, they, they have their own issues. Like, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. We're so anti, uh, some, some, some Muslims in our thing are so anti-gay that we, we can't stand for, for, for these white men to be sitting in dildos. It just seemed like something that Gavin McInnes would want to do anyway. So just say that you want to fucking sit on a fucking dildo. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, like some of these guys are some of these some of these right wingers are that. In my my personal opinion, like like I, I personally think Jim. That's why Jim Cornette's allowed to get away with what he does. In my personal opinion, I don't know if he is. You know what I mean? Again, I don't want to fucking say that, but there's been rumors that you know what I mean. And it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me. You know what I mean? Because it seems like a lot of these wrestling wrestling guys, like a lot of them are, 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 are like a lot of the fucking old school like Jim Cornette types, are kind of closeted. But like they're allowed to be more homophobic. Like if somebody is out in the open being gay, they would have a problem with it because they don't think that a man should be acting that way. They would rather, you know, you, you just take it in the ass or you fuck somebody in the ass or, or whatever you're into and do that in private while you pretend to exuberate fucking straight male energy. That's, you know what I mean? And again, like, you know what I mean? Because, again, I'm, I'm only bringing that up because every every fucking race or, or ethnicity gets called out for the homophobia within their community. Fine, cool. There's a portion of people in, their com- in a, co- a community that might be homophobic, right? But they also confuse um, homophobia with people talking about the upper echelon and what you have to do, right? That's why they hate on Dave Chappelle, right? Dave, people might think that that Dave Chappelle line about him not ha- not knowing how dicks taste like is like a homophobic thing. But if you know how the system is fucking run and what sexual things go down to kind of get turned out and all that, what's it called? What's it called? Like, like you won't make it fuck you. Like, like they won't let you go that fucking far. You know. They, they'll call you out for that, but you're, you can be a, a closeted fucking gay dude, you can be a gay dude who's closeted, and you can say the most sexist, misogynistic, homophobic, even homophobic itself too, like a lot, like a lot of these guys, like, you know, in the stern, in the stern fucking world, whatever, I always felt like a lot of them are closeted, 
but like they would always kind of like try to use like the gay slur, and they would be like, oh no, no, I, I want, I want to take it back. I, I, I can say it, and it's, it's like they're trying to play the straight male wanting to say it, but it's like they don't want to admit that hey, I'm actually gay, and I want to say it because I want to say it without having to admit it because then I'm gonna get goofed on. Um, by th- these politically incorrect people. You know? Uh, again, it doesn't make any sense. N- nothing I say makes any sense anyways. Who gives a shit? Um, I don't know. Um, what else I have? Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention with the uh, um, AEW. What, sorry, with the um, Impact. There was a promo package for Juice Robinson and David Finley from New Japan coming to Impact, and they're going to be on Impact on Tuesday, which is fucking cool. Now the forbidden door is really fucking open, even though these doors were never really forbidden to anyways. You know, kayfabe forbidden, I guess, right? But now I heard that like the the part of the package deal might be that Gallows and Anderson will get to go to New Japan as well, you know what I mean, and kind of work over there a little bit, which is cool with me. This is awesome. This is awesome. I think Juice Robinson and Finland, David Finley are dope, uh, especially Juice Robinson. He really did a good job leaving the WWE system. Again, that's another thing. You know how I say WWE is an institution and the, because WWE is dwindling and it's like they're the villains? Juice Robinson seems to be one of the guys that was probably, like, given his compound V in the WWE and then go, okay, now go out and make a name for yourself out there because he's supposed to be one, he's supposed to be one of the shining examples of somebody that, uh, d- like, did, did well outside the WWE system where they didn't really use him properly. I think the most memorable thing he did was bust Kevin over. He fucking palm-struck Kevin Owens' nose, you know? Honestly, since he's like shortened shortened his hair, and he wrestles as a wife beater, I really haven't really dug. I I haven't seen him in a while. I really haven't dug that character. I thought before when he had like the dreads, and he was like dress. You know, he had like the, the 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 top hat and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was a lot more compelling. The promos were a lot better with that. But I mean, like, hopefully he proves me wrong. Whatever. Not that he's not talented or not. Whatever. Right. What's it called? Um, David Finley looks like Bobcat Goldweight in the in the early nineties. When like you know he had the long hair, and the the, the like he had the same type of face and goatee that you know that you know Bobcat Goldweight. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, and again a lot of, a lot of the a lot of the WWE shills are getting mad. No, you know, nobody, nobody cares. You're making a big deal about this. Yeah, God forbid, people just are excited that. Uh, that the wrestling world is coming together opposed to WWE just eating everything up. Like, it's like, it's like these guys have no fucking shame in it. And it, it always kind of pisses me off when I see, like, again, because WWE has their, like, like different uh, disenfranchised groups. Like, like, they have, like, the Indian market to, like, kind of be their online shills of upvoting and giving, like, billions of fucking views... Like, and you know what I mean? And then the, 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 there will be women who fucking, uh, there will be women who will defend WWE non-fucking-stop as well when, like, like, they, like, they've held women's wrestling back even more on some level. 
and then you have like 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 like, like black dudes who call out Hulk Hogan, or like you know woke white liberals who call out Hulk Hogan as well, and then they don't call out Vince McMahon. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It it doesn't make any any sense to me. Like you know what I mean. Like it, it just always surprises me. And then and and then I start analyzing, and I'm like, is there more like like more deep level chess to this? Like maybe because like you know again like I always said that like when they were serving the old masters back in the nineties and early two thousands, and they kind of escaped that, and then they created their own network for people with like to not be as compromised, like lesser compromised than in the past, or whatever. And and then, but like now, they still gotta amplify playing the villain. So that's why you're bringing up all the bad things that that, that they're doing, accumulating it with, with like today's sports entertainment in real life, where like some of the people might know that that they're gonna get fired, you know what I mean, or they're getting paid under the table for other stuff. But like officially, like WWE has looked like look at like the bad guys essentially. Like, you know what I mean. So it it always fucks with my head. Uh, if I should keep with the kayfabe storyline of calling WWE out, or should I fucking be explaining why we're supposed to be mad at WWE or something like that? Because I, I used to think I used to think that like you know um, no, no no they're on the good side now they were on the evil side whatever and all that you know in two thousand fourteen two thousand fifteen and all that and I was trying to explain it that way but the reason why these things are known because it's been accumulating it's been accumulate cumulative from the past to be correlated with the current. And you know what I mean? So then you constantly have your new narrative. And then if you want to make them look like good guys again, you can kind of like show good things they've done behind. You know, again, it's it's always like, it's very inconsistent and it's confusing on fucking purpose. You know? I mean, that's what I fucking think, at least. Uh, You know, it's, it's fucking wild. I don't know what else. Okay, again, this is like I'm. This is February fourteenth. Uh, I'm not gonna publish this one yet, right? Or right now. I mean, but I mean, listen. If you're listening to it, obviously I published it. But now I'm. I'm I'll wait till later on, till after NXT, to publish it afterwards. Cause I don't want to fucking just do separate ones. I just want to add. You know what I mean? I just want to at least get the brunt. Uh, the brunt of of some of what I'm trying to say, out of the fucking way, essentially. You know what I mean? So. Um, so thank you for joining me for this portion. I don't know if, if I make sense about anything. If I didn't, I mean, listen, man, go fuck yourself. I mean, listen, and I'll go fuck myself. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to, because that's, that's the only one that's going to fuck me on Valentine's Day. So I, I'm, I'm off to go fuck myself, essentially, all right? Take it easy. For I mean, for now. I mean, I'll be back within a fucking second, you know, for you guys. I don't know why I have to keep explaining this. I'm sure you guys know how the podcast works by now. You know what I mean? If you don't, I'm always like worried about new listeners, but I'm not going to get new listeners. I mean, let's be real. No one likes me. Everyone hates me. I should be dead. That's why I'm I'm thinking about the Canadian eugenics thing, you know? I go, do, do I have anything to fucking really give to this world anymore, really? I'm just re- very useless. I, I, you know what I mean? I know I'm putting the energy out there, but the thing is, it's like, you know, I I just don't know how to fucking think anymore. I, I you know what I mean. I don't know if anyone sees my vision. I don't even know if my vision is correct. You know, everything that I say is a fucking stupid conspiracy. It gets boring after a while when it's just me talking. People don't want to just hear me talking because they're more interested in me getting pushed back, pushed back and uh, 
arguments happening for, you know, more ratings and more fucking social media clout and all that type of shit. So, anyways, stick around for the NXT recap, hopefully, within this program. Here in NXT, they've surpassed all possible expectations, but this is their first ever takeover matchup. And I remember when I was a younger man, my first ever pay-per-view for WWE it was the main. And it was event. about awesome. that time. It was about that time oh. that we went ahead and injected a little bit of star power. Let me talk to you. I'm going to put it to you like this. Don't worry about what I'm doing here. You go ahead and take a walk-in cell. Ain't nobody trying to hear your prepubescent voice. Right great. back over here, at least we got somebody with a little bit of bass in their voice. But look at it this way, Wade. I ain't here to suck up to you, because if you so much as look at me the wrong way, I'll drag your ass out of retirement just to rock you right back in. Because I got the scoop. Standing here right now, you're seeing it. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Hey, look at this awkward idiot standing here. Barstool Sports. Hey, I, right. got, I got the scoop for you, sports scoop. Tell all your friends. Well, give it to me. It go viral. It's right here. It's NXT. It's LA. It's LA Night. Yeah. And what that means is right here, they talk about NXT. They talk about NXT being the premier, the greatest talent running around the world is right here in NXT, right? Yeah. And what that means is a stacked deck. But while you guys are back there playing cards, I just walked in rolling dice. Just like that. Change the game. So what that means is every single one of you back there, you talk about the North American title. You talk about the NXT title. Anybody walking around with those titles right now, make sure you got your eyes open because I'm coming for you. And just the same way that you see these bewildered, cross-eyed, half-wit, confused faces behind me right now, in short order, they're going to be looking at each other. They're going to say, oh, my God, whose game is it? It's L.A. Knight's game. L.A. Knight's. Standing. Oh. 
going on? It is uh, February 15th. I, you know what I mean? I, I thought I was going to be able to do the, the, the remainder of this podcast yesterday after the morning time. But before I get more accumulative fucking, you know, the thoughts popping in my head, you know, I... First of all, yo, uh, I hope everyone in Texas is, uh, is, is uh, you know, surviving well because I know that there's power outages going on. And again, I, I, again, I, I always assume that in, in these states that there's never really any, uh, like, there's never really snow that you hear about in Texas or whatever. But there's a guy that, you know, I, I mean, he's been on the podcast on my, on my Periscope numerous times, uh, Chula, who I was talking to yesterday. Um, on, on Periscope and another person's live. And he was, like, talking about, like, snow in Texas or whatever, right? And because I'm Canadian, right? And, I, I you know what I mean? It, we live literally in the fucking snow, right? Nothing, like, whenever, like, people, like, in other states, like, in other countries, like, in, in America or who live in states where there isn't much snow going on, whenever, like, they go, oh, my God, there's a lot of snow out here or whatever, I'm always, like, Ugh. I'm sure it's not really that much. I'm sure that, like, people, again, get shocked by, like, like, you know, just, like, a a, a flurry of, a a flurry or something like that. But, no, I'm looking, and it's, it's, like, a a, a huge, like, a a really big snow weather and all that type of shit going, like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 a whole blizzard and stuff like that. It feels like it. At least that's what it looks like. And so it's kind of crazy to see that. And Again, my fucking knowledge is so fucking shot that I don't know anything. So I don't even know what the fuck is going on, really. Um, let me look up something. Texas. Power out. Yeah, so yeah, there's been power outages going on there. Yeah, it's uh, 2.5 2. million customers without... Uh, uh, Without power across Texas this morning. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, and th- and this is where like I start like you know wondering if like you know. Again, like once you go into the conspiracy realm, you know people already put you in a box already. So, sometimes I wonder, like you know what I mean, because like, the other people I'm talking to on Periscope about it, and I was like, you think there's like weather control or something that goes on with this shit. Don't just blame it on climate change, which I do think plays a fucking part, but I always feel like there's always some manipulation with, you know, with climate change and how they, you can make it go away you want, but no one's, I mean, if you, I mean, people can, people can put the conspiracy out, but no one's, who's going to believe you nowadays, right? Even though, like, you know, Democrats fall for, like, you know, like their conspiracies that they don't think are conspiracies, but, okay. But, um... I'll I'll try to get back to that shit, but um, I came talk. Oh, I got other topics, but I mean, I I might as well just go into NXT, and what you heard in the, the two clips you heard, you heard uh, L A Knight. Um, see again, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the ring that Eli Drake has, but um, yeah, in the in the pre show, Eli Drake, the former Eli Drake, I guess, showed up on on the pre show. And I was late to the pre-show, so I was, like, kind of, like... Again, I don't really watch the pre-show, because, like, it's always a stand... Like, I would watch it more if there was, like, something more, like, you know, like, if, if there was more, um... 
like like you know like something that adds to the storyline in the match like in the matches and all that kind of stuff or if there was like more like like great analysis it always just seems like it's a standard WWE analysis which is, I, I'll say NXT pre-shows are better than the WWE main roster pre-shows because the pre-shows just seem like a parody of what fucking goes on on like like you know the NBA or you know you know a football and all that kind of shit and like people p- football fans and NBA fans always complain about those guys as well so it just seems like th- it's like it's just a perfect mimic of what's going on there but yeah uh again i i i saw this guy standing next to uh um uh, Sam Roberts i guess he's from Barstool but i didn't know who the fuck he was i think his name is Brandon Walker not to be confused with the infamous and the Hall of Famer Braden Walker. If you if you get the joke, get the, I'm not gonna explain it. But he, I, I didn't even know who this guy was. I just thought it was Jesse Plemons, um, uh, making like a surprise appearance. Uh, Jesse Plemons is like the guy, the, the the guy Todd. I think his name was Todd. what was it Todd uh, who played uh the Nazi, and you know he plays the FBI agent in the in the Judas. Judas and and uh and the Black Messiah movie, but yeah, it was yeah. So it was weird seeing this guy. I don't know if he. It looked like Jesse Plemons was auditioning for a role to play Earl Hebner. That's what it kind of looked like, you know. But yeah, that was a surprise in the pre-show. I would have. I mean, I, I mean, I would have said do it during the show because then you know what I mean. We got more eyes, but on the show, he signed the contract on the show. I guess like backstage. So I mean, I mean, listen. I I would have wanted him to go to AEW, but you know, I guess he is just gonna. I guess he's just gonna be, you know. I guess he his style. I guess his like promo style and all that fits in with, uh, with 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 WWE. I guess you know, and you know, and again, because I don't because again, like WWE NXT is doing like, they're doing like like character work which is what i like right but it seems like that that character would be perfect fit for the main roster but then again i said the same thing about ec3 and look how that turned out with wwe right so you know uh, i mean i wish the kim all the fucking luck in the world um you know i miss him all, i wish him all the luck in the world uh even even uh she, she didn't make her appearance but apparently taya valkyrie from Impact, you know, John Morrison's wife, uh, I think she's his wife, or girlfriend, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, uh, she signed with uh, WWE, she's gonna start on NXT, and again, that's someone that I would've uh, preferred in NXT and AEW to, you know, help, help add some more depth, depth to the division, but I, I can't blame her for, you know, going to, going to WWE, because, uh, she, because her husband's there, and there's that's like right now that's the superior division right now. So, and I'm glad she's going to NXT because you know maybe she'll like you know end up you know she'll end up just jobbing to Charlotte or, or every everyone else whatever, and she just end, ends up in a random team with Lacey Evans or something like that, or or, or maybe on a random maybe she she could be Billy Kay's new client. I don't fucking know. People are already making jokes about like you know oh you you better be glad Batista's not there because you know John Morrison will offer him offer her to jo- to Batista because you know that's what happened with Melina, and I always find it funny when they when they make fun of John Morrison for that, 
when like I I think like a lot of wrestlers like who who are like you know ha- have these women you know I I kind of believe they're all cucks on some level because I think that everyone fucks everyone basically over there, so it's like but the, but that's what John Morrison has been like you know like la- like you know labeled as a cuck because he didn't stand up for himself when Batista was like apparently ha- having sex with Molina, that's what like the you know, the whole thing was with that. I mean, I mean, listen, man, you know, I, and I used to make fun of that, too, because I used to go, oh, why wouldn't he fucking just stand up? Like, you know what I mean? Like, thing is, you don't know what goes on backstage. You don't know what happens. I'm sure Triple H fucking watches other. I mean, listen, I'm not, anything that I say on here is not true, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H fucking cucks while, like, some other guy is fucking Stephanie. I mean, that seems like what their family's into. You know, it just seems like all, all these elites are into that type of shit, really. But yeah, no, I, I listen. I oh, by the way, I, I should mention that you know, I, I when I was doing the NXT stuff, I thought at first I thought because I know Kushida does an arm bar, right? So when he did that move, they're calling it something the lock, and I and I knew it was like a variation because it, it is a kind of like a, like a hammer lock that you kind of do with like the wrist or whatever, right? But he calls it the hoverboard lock, and I I was getting confused by that, so I didn't know. Like, you know what I mean? Again, this is reason number 155,000 that I should not be analyzing the moves. You know what I mean? Yesterday, I tried to kind of have a little bit... Because, again, when, when, when I do, like, some recaps of, like, you know, my thoughts on NXT, I feel like an asshole for not, like, you know, painting a better picture with the moves. But, dude, like, I, I try to, like, you know, just kind of cop, you know, cop, copy down and all that. But the thing is, like, nowadays, the styles are so fucking intense and and you know so rapid that like and then a lot of these moves are always countered so you forget like this is why i say you, you, I, I i i basically like you know took it for granted that i listened to other people who recap the actual moves you know what i mean i've come to a like really really appreciate like w- like you know doing the play by play with with like what move was done and all that cuz i could never really do that but then i feel like I'm not really giving, you know, good analysis because I focus more on the storylines. But when when a card is so full, uh, when a card is full with, like, you know, nonstop banger after another, like, you know what I mean? It's hard to, like, you know, do... Because, again, like, NXT is more about analyzing the performance opposed to, like, just story, just storylines, you know what I mean? Because, like, like you know what I mean? It's it, it just, it just wrestling with, like, with, like, you know, with, like, that's a given time, and then it's uh, and then it's basically moving on to the next thing. So like, not really. But lucky for me, there was like some storyline shit that's going on. But I can kind of st- like I I took I took some notes on like some of the moves that were done. But I'm 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 telling you right now that you know I can tell you where it's gonna go afterwards. But uh, it opened up with uh the Shotzi Blackheart and uh. Ember Moon versus Raquel and D- Dakota Kai, which was a really, really, really good opener. You know what I mean? Like uh, there was one point where Shotzi, where Ember Moon was standing on the on the on in the on the rope, like in the like the mid the middle rope, like you know, the cent- like front and center kind of, and she was kind of holding it up while Shotzi fucking did a dive. Um, what they called uh, Kai did a fucking uh, a, sun- a sunset flip and then into a backbreaker. Like a like a backstabber, but like a sunset flip kind of, and there was one part where like, and I and I liked I liked the the outline the the outline of this where, 
the 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 like the entrance was like it's like the old WCW like old like the old early ninety type shows where the entrance is on the same level as the ring apron like it's not like you got to climb up so I I always dig that it's always like an old school look that I I always dig it kind of reminds me of like the old uh, Maple Leaf Garden shows where like like they'd be walking on 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 the same type of ramp kind of in a way. It just looks different. I always dig that. But Raquel had, like, an assisted... Sp like, she lifted up... She, like, grilla-pressed uh, um, Kai, and then she just threw her up in the air to, like, land in the ring from that thing, right? But, uh, I mean, listen, uh, uh, Shotzi was, like, one of the standouts in this match. Ember was no slouch either. Um, but Raquel, with the power bomb to the glass, to, to the glass area, to Ember, and then the choke slam, and then the, the choke slam power, power bomb... For the win, um, I was surprised that they went with uh, with, went with Kai and uh, and Raquel, but I'm actually happy they went with that because they're the actual team that has been like a like they've been teaming for like you know like a couple of months now. Uh, has it been like a year? Or so she's been, she she's been a bodyguard for like a year now, right? But they've been the more consistent, you know what I mean? And I, I and again, you have Shotzi and Amber who are like two two good single people whatever, right, uh, that, like, who just put a makeshift tag team in, I don't know if they're gonna continue to be a tag team, but I'm hoping that Dakota Kai and, uh, Raquel defeat Shayna and Nia, maybe they, ins I don't know if they're gonna insert them into the, the match at, at, cha at the Elimination Chamber, you know what I mean, where you can just have them win there, or are they going to make Shayna and Nia lose to Naomi and Lana, where, you know, you can have Dakota Kai have a and uh, and Raquel have an easy victory, so I don't know. It's not determined of where the fucking match is going to take place, but uh, I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I'm glad they did this for the result, like, for this end result, because, again, like, I was already kind of like, ah, they're going to fucking make, you know, Ember and them win. Cause I, I, I always, that was one of my complaints about when uh, the first Dusty Classic happened. Uh, I didn't like that the tag teams on NXT were jobbing out to, like, you know, Rhino, Rhino and Baron Corbin, who they had, and then, you know, and then, they, and then, and then, and then other, the other tag teams were, were jobbing out to Balor and Joe, which I understood that, because, like, they're, they're more of, like, you know, main event singles guys in, in, in there, right? But I, but again, like, you know, it's just a dusty classic thing, whatever, so, um... Yeah, I thought it. Was, I thought it was a. I thought it was a fine opener. I thought it was. I thought it was a good opener, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with this. Cause uh, I think the NXT women deserve to have the titles there, for the time being, if that makes sense. And then we got uh, Gargano and Chomp. Gar Gargano and Chomp. Gar Gargano and Kushida, and before they're making their entrance, Dexter Loomis chloroformed. Uh, um, Austin Theory without them realizing it, and they realize it when they're the entrance, and then that made, like, Candice and Indy Hartwell kind of scared to, like, you know, uh, like, stay around for the match, so they fucking just jet as well, but they're, they're really selling this on, tw on, 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 on Twitter about, about Dexter, Dexter Loomis kidnapping this guy, and again, listen, listen, with the cold, listen, I, I, I can appreciate the character work, but, like, the thing is, is, like, they really, I don't know, it just seems like this is going to be, like, this, like, it needs to be more than just this, you know, but, 
I don't know, maybe I'm just not really into the whole Dexter Lumen. Like, I mean, I, I was into it for a bit because like, I was wondering how good he could be. Maybe he'll get better in the ring, but his matches aren't really the greatest, you know what I mean? But, I mean, listen, I'm not going to say it's a bad character. They're doing better with this character than when they were doing it on Impact, when he was just sham when he was doing Samuel, when he was doing Samuel Shaw, but it looked like he was really doing, like, actual Dexter shit, like, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. Um, there was a good opening sequence of countering with Kushida and Gargano, from what I can remember. Um, the, there was a hammerlock suplex. That, see, he has a hammerlock suplex where he does the hammerlock, whatever, right? After he, after he tried to counter the one final beat, um, what they called it was a middle rope DDT, uh, countering the, 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 the hoverboard lock, the hoverboard lock. Uh, eventually, it's weird, he calls it the hammer lock when he does a suplex, but then he calls it the hoverboard lock when he's, like, when he's kind of jump, when he jumps on, when he jumps, like, where he's making you basically kind of, like, like, when he basically, uh, jumps, jumps on, uh, like, like, Gargano standing up, and he's basically, like, like, kind of, like, he's, like, being carried in a way, but then, like, he has the move on him, like, he's, like, he's, like, off the ground, kind of, in a way, right, I don't, I don't know how to explain that, like, you know, without, without making it sound, like, homoerotic, because if I, if I, if I, if I, you know, I try to, because, again, I'm, my trolls already fucking hate me for, for talking about wrestling, and they always call it, you know, oh, he's gay, he, he likes wrestling, so whenever I try to, like, describe a fucking move, I try to do it without sounding like it's fucking homoerotic or anything like that, um, there was a Gargano escape countering the springboard elbow, um, there was a cool arm bar in the in the midair when, uh, they're both kind of, like, you know, when they, they kind of do one of those, uh, like, those, like, uh, what is it, like, uh, where, like, you basically, like, flip in the, like, basically, like, you have, like, a flatliner kind of thing, where, where like, you know what I mean, but then you kind of like just flip in the air, like, they, like, so while they're flipping in the air, he, he had, they, they got him in the position to do the arm, the arm bar, and, and, like, kind of, make it, obviously he didn't do it in midair, but you're supposed to believe that he did it in midair, because that's what the ending, when, when they both landed in the, in the, on, in the ring, on the mat, the, it, it was in the arm bar position, and then it was, it was pretty fucking, it was pretty fucking cool, there was one part where uh, Kushida ran from the entrance, you know, because again it's on the same level, right? Where he did a running kick, and then and then, and then eventually there was like two two um one again this is gonna sound weird. There was two one final beats that he did, one on the outside and then one on the inside to win, and I liked it. This this was a really really good match. Everyone's praising it online, uh, especially like all the wrestlers and all that kind of stuff. Because Kushida really wanted to work with Gargano, and I thought this delivered. I would have had Kushida win, because now I'm afraid that with the Loomis thing, that, you know, I'm I'm worried that they'll give Loomis the title over Kushida. But this was a really, really, really good performance, man. I And again, I liked it because it wasn't like a false, false kickout uh, fest. Like, it wasn't, like, a false finish fest where, like, everyone's kicking out. It was more, like, submissions and uh, Johnny Gargano trying to get to the rope when you thought that, like, he was going to tap out to the hoverboard lock multiple times and all that kind of thing. And I thought it was a really good psychology, you know what I mean? It was, like, and again, like, and I, I've been, again, I, I forget what my take was because, again, it's been so long in the summer. But one of my, I think one of my worries was that now that Gargano was playing, like, a cowardly heel, he would have to change his style, which I, I don't know if I was in favor 
favor of or if I was kind of like, you know what I mean? But like if I was insistent on that. But it seemed like like still like some of the baby face kind of not like like his like when like his baby face style of 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 moves that he was doing like he wasn't doing the cowardly thing where like you know what I mean he had to change up his fucking style I thought it was like a classic Gargano match you know and it solidifies him as Mister Takeover essentially but yeah I'm you know again it was it was a really really good match though I I I'm just curious where it goes afterwards and all that you know um. Then there was uh the Grizzle Young Vets versus uh MSK, um, which was which which was really a really good match you know and someone said on Twitter I forget what I said that was that Grizzle Young Vets are what FDR think they are or whatever right even though I like FDR but Grizzle Young Vets are like you know like you know they've always been solid when they're on NXT UK but lately like they have this old school thing about them while also being guys of the new school. And, like, the promo where they're cutting out was a very passionate promo by Zach Gibson, who always does the brunt of the mic work, while James Drake just kind of, like, just kind of backs him up a little bit, right? And you think, okay, what the call like, it was like a burial, but, like, it was, like, like telling them how dominant they are and, like, where where MSK belongs. And this was a, a, a good match, you know what I mean? Like, the, 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 the still that mo- the standing moonsault where Wesley shoves... Um, you know, Nate, you know, um, what's his, what's his name, Nash Carter, I gotta get used to their names on WWE television, man, um, there was like a, they did a corkscrew, Wesley did like a plancha, um, Grizzly Young Vets uh, interrupted like the fucking, the heart attack move that the blockbuster thing they did do, uh, they the, the counter with the super, ki- with super kicks to, uh, counter the tickets, of, tickets to Mayhem, and then there was like a, a the, the heart attack position, but then you know how like when somebody, but he did a bunch of like, like jumps onto different parts of the ropes, to then finally kind of get on the top and then just do like, another another variation not exactly the blockbuster but like a, an, another another variation of like while the while while Nash Carter has um in the heart attack position, and that was like basically to win. I'm I, listen. I'm I'm not selling it enough how good this match was. This was like a really really dope match. If if you're you know if you're used to what the MSK style from, you know them as uh, the rascals in in, uh, in Impact, you will really dig this match. You know what I mean? It it had like a, it had like a mix of the 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 high flying shit, uh, 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 complementing well the you know the old school style that that uh Grizzle Young Vets have of just kind of doing like you know, like 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 they're more. F- um, fists not flips kind of people, you know what I mean. So I thought it was pretty fucking cool match. Again, I'm not really you know doing a good fucking job. I'd say this is the only match that I would consider weak on the card, and that and and that saying something because all these matches were good. Not to say that this match was like weak by any any stretch of the imagination. It was given like twelve minutes, and I think because like there was a part where Tony Storm was clearing the fucking um table. And then as she's clearing the table, the fucking the the top just fucking collapsed, and she's just staring there, staring there blankly for a minute, and you know what I mean? It's like that's like a perfect metaphor for like how I how my life goes basically. Um, but no, no th- th- this was a fine match. There was like Mercedes did a ger- German suplex from the top, where she hangs on still, and then you know she lets Tony Storm kind of take the fall. Uh, there was like a huge. The, 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 I remember at one point there was like a a a moon salt from like. From like from uh from one of the structures that they had by the ring, kind of, um, 
one thing that worried about me is that when Tony Storm does the headbutts, right? I know when she does the headbutt as she as she lands the head uh, into the other person's head, she kind of freezes and the hair kind of swoops over. I don't know if she's selling it. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know if she's selling it like like you know like like that because she reacts slow to like afterwards. She reacts slow like after she does the headbutt. Because she did a diving headbutt, and she looked like she really hurt herself. And I'm wondering, man, like, yo, dude, these headbutts are gonna fucking end her career. I, I hope it, I'm wrong and all that. Maybe she's just really, really good at selling, but it just, it, it looked really, really bad. Like, I was watching her most of the time with that kind of stuff. But I, basically, after she did the, the headbutt, Io Shirai did a moonsault on both of them. Um, her, she did a moonsault, and she kind of got Tony Storm out of the way, and she pinned Mercedes. So I don't know if they're just going to have Tony versus EO because she didn't get pinned. Or they're going to just move EO to some other other feud. Because this felt like a placeholder feud to begin with. But I thought maybe that because of the triple threat, there might be a chance of Tony Storm lo uh, you know, losing. Apparently, like you know, they could have gone for 20 minutes, Triple H said, on the fucking post-conference call. But, um, you know, he, uh, he, you know, he, uh, he, he claimed that, you know, they could have gone 20 minutes, but part of me always believed that, like, like, there always has to be someone on the card that has to, like, lower their time, and I, I feel like they were the ones that had to lower their time, and I know Triple is not gonna admit that, oh, no, no, I, I didn't tell him to shorten their match, but I, I think he kind of did. Part of me even, you know, you, you, you want to get crazy with the conspiracies. Part of me thinks that, you know, they kind of fucked up the table spot. I think they didn't um, uh, set it up properly or something like that where, you know, where it just collapsed, whatever. That's just my personal opinion. But then there was a Cameron Grimes uh, uh, video where the Josiah Williams, the guy, he, and he did the intro for uh, for NXT, basically, like, kind of, like, you know, doing a Valentine's theme, being in love with NXT, whatever. But he did a rap for uh for for Grimes, and Grimes I guess like I guess in storyline Grimes paid him to do this so that he can make his own video where he just he's just in his crib, like just fucking ro rolling around in the money and just flexing with all the money he has and all that. This gimmick is like again this gimmick uh, no, no pun intended is gonna push him to the moon I think I really he he was already entertaining as well, but I think now you added this element of him being a baller. And, you know, something that, like, kind of is relatable to what's going on in real-life situation. I think that, you know, you can add a lot of... I hope it's, it, it, it just, I hope they actually elevate him. I hope it doesn't just uh, end up with, like, him being a punchline and him just being... Ends up, like, losing all the money or something like that. Who knows, really, right? But I thought that was cool that they added that into the pay-per-view. And then, um... Um... By the way, in and after all the dusty, Cla uh, dusty classic winners, like they they all celebrated with the pyro all around them in on the stage area, which looked kind of cool. So and I'm I'm glad they let MSK win because sometimes you go like you go, you know they if they didn't win you could go well listen they 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 brought them in and they put them in a tournament and they put them over. In 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 a larger way, so you know, I again, like I, I was kind of like, cause if Grizzle Young Vets have a victory over Champa and Thatcher, and Champa being like the, one of the guys who's like a former champion, you, you I would think that okay, maybe they they want to push Grizzle Young Vets, um, into the title scene. You know what I mean? And ha you know, and have like a a UK style fight with Oni Larkin and Birch, 
But I'm glad they went with the MSK. Sometimes when, like, you know, you have a guy that, that you know, they catches guys when you have, when they enter, like, the promotion and they catch buzz, and you're putting that, you're making them, you book them to go far in the tournament. Sometimes you're like, okay, well, they went far. That's fine. They don't need to win. But I'm glad. And I actually think that I hope they actually win the title. And I hope it's not one of those things that it's a setback. And you might as well just roll with the fucking dice and fucking just ride high with that one, because I think that, uh, these guys are fucking, you know, gonna be dope in, in NXT, MSK, um, yeah, okay, so, um, I'll go over Dunn and Balor, again, this is, like, really hard, cause again, this is one of the matches that's really hard to fucking, like, you know, find out, like, you know, like, I can just say, it was a hard-hitting submission-type match, too, where there's a lot of submissions, a lot of psychology with that, um, Dunn did a guillotine and a suplex, he he mostly was like a like headbutts and stomps on the fucking, uh you know the stomps and the headbutt countering Balor's uh Pele kick you know he stomps on his hand, fingers and all that trying to he was working the jaw I guess that's smart because like you know Balor had a jaw injury where after that whole match with uh with him and uh, Kyle O'Reilly I think it was right. Um, he did a stomping elbow, then a snap German suplex, stomping on the fingers again. Balor worked his leg. Finn did his signature moves. I can't name all of them. Um, it was a call. He 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 did the he did the bitter end. Uh, no, uh, Dunn did the bitter end, and you know, um, there was a submission here and there. Um, the, then the double drop kick to the corner, and then the coup de gras for f- the coup de gras for the finish. Which I thought would be the finish, but then he kicked out of the coup de gras. But it was one of the more vicious coup de gras that he's done. And Balor has had a lot of fucking, you know, dope coup de gras. But he finished up with the 1917, that that underhook DDT that he does. Um, yeah, and the, and then, you know, I, I expected, you know, I expected two things. Remember I said I, was, I expected Miz to kind of come out, like, as some random thing. Because, like, no one would expect that he would cash it on the NXT Championship. Which it didn't happen, obviously, and I'm th- I think most internet fans would probably be be happy about that. But I thought, okay, Walter's gonna come out because you know what I mean because of the after angle that's gonna be done, where you know after the match, the the Lorcan and Birch came out to attack Balor afterwards, and they're beating on him. And I think, okay, Walter Imperium's gonna pretend to come make the save, and they're gonna, they're gonna attack him, Balor as well, whatever you know, to clear the ring out. But no, Undisputed Era came out to save him. And I'm thinking, okay, fine, maybe they need Undisputed Era in the ring because then it makes Imperium, like, you know, so it won't, like, have uh, Balor outnumbered when Imperium comes out. And no, they just kind of straight up just pose. Kyle O'Reilly is the one that's showing the most respect to, uh, to, to, to Balor. Right, he's the one who's showing the most respect to the guy because they've had battles and they're you know and and they're they're good guys now and obviously and so now it's convenient to like you know now get along with everybody, so like you know what I mean like and then he shakes hands and Balor's like hesitant to even shake his hand at first because he doesn't know if he's being set up, but then like yeah so then they're posing you know undisputed era doing their fucking pose while Balor's just staying there with the championship, they even show the logo you know the infamous like you know you know, the logo that ends the pay-per-view. And even with that, you know, I'm still not fooled because I always think there's something more that goes on with that. You know, they've done it multiple times with, uh, when Kevin, the first time they did, I think they did it was with Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens turned on Sami Zayn. And they also did it with when uh, Ciampa turned on Gargano. 
But then as they're posing and the, 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 the fucking logo fucking shows up, Adam Cole super kicks uh, Finn Balor. And Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong are, like, confused. They're asking him why he did it. Kyle O'Reilly is the one that's most pissed off about this. Because, you know what I mean? He just kind of, like, you know, him and Balor have this mutual respect for each other. And then while Cole's kind of arguing with Roderick Strong and Balor, um, Kyle O'Reilly's checking on... Uh, um, uh, on uh, on Balor, he's like looking towards him. Adam Cole super kicks Kyle O'Reilly, and now you know again. Like last time, something like this, like something like that, left me with a cliffhanger. I was like, okay, did when Ridge Holland like uh, after Balor and uh, Kyle O'Reilly fought the first time, and Ridge Holland like you know uh, like just threw Adam Adam Cole's body uh, in. Uh, from the from the uh, audience area, and he he threw him over into like the the ring area, right? And then you know you're wondering, okay, what's Ridge Holland doing and all that kind of stuff? You thought is he Balor's heavy? Did Kyle, did, did he help Kyle O'Reilly because Adam Cole was gonna cost him the match? And it ended up being that like it was Pat McAfee's plan, even to injure you know uh, Ridge Holland, even whatever. So now I'm wondering what's going to happen with this one. Is is it, is it all broken up? Are they all going to go their separate ways? Does Kyle O'Reilly get kicked out? Because Roderick Strong is still like not on board with what's going on, right? So then, Kyle, so, so is it Kyle O'Reilly leaving the undisputed era and him going to the main roster eventually? So I don't know where it's going to go. Does, do you go with uh, Cole? Like obviously they're going to go with Cole and Kyle O'Reilly first. And I, I'm sure Balor will have, like, a, a filler feud that goes on, maybe with Walter or something like that. Um, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm sure Cole will fucking try to go for the title, but the Kyle O'Reilly thing is fucking weird, you know. It, it, I mean, again, like, you know, and, and again, listen, I understand people are upset that they broke it broke it up if they are broken up. You know what I mean? They, they might not be broken up. They, they might just have kicked Kyle O'Reilly out, but... I don't know. It just seems like I wish they'd. I wish they at least debuted on the main raw on like SmackDown and Raw together. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. Does Kyle Ra- Does Kyle Ra- Does uh, Adam Cole go to the main roster or I don't know? Like, it's. I I kind of I kind of dig that when they do that. Like you know what I mean? You're kind of guessing. Okay, what what are they gonna do with this? What are they gonna do with that? You know what I mean? Like. So I say that like, like that, that that's a mission accomplished. If I'm if I'm like playing out all these scenarios, but then it fucks with my head because I I go with one scenario and then I'm like oh my god that that not, that scenario is not gonna work. This scenario is gonna work. This scenario no no that scenario like it just fucks with my head when they do this thing. You know what I mean? It just I I it, sometimes I just wish it would be easier just to like die, to like know where it is where it is going because then because then it just fucks up my fucking flow of 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 train of thought of wondering where it's going to go it takes a lot out of me just to like put all this mental energy when i got other other stuff to fucking worry about but whatever i'm just being selfish man no but no but overall man it was a solid fucking card man it was a solid card um, you know, I, I it always feels like every time we say, "Oh, this is like one of the best NXT cards," because it it because they always deliver, and maybe like the lot, like you know what I mean, and and maybe some of them like in the pandemic era haven't really like hit that stride in the sense that like it hasn't like I guess because you could need a crowd, but this is like one of the first ones that I thought like every match basically like like delivered in a long long time, if if that makes sense. 
I thought like every every you know every match was amazing. You know what I mean? It was a and it ended within two and a half hours, which was perfect. It didn't need to go fucking three hours, you know. And then and there's only five matches, and because like you know, because again when you put five matches, you're like well you can do storyline stuff. You know what I mean? They just kept it with the matches. So I I dug the I dug it. I mean I and I if you say that this takeover was in your top five, I wouldn't blame you either, man. There's a bit, there's a lot to choose from. But like you know, but again, like you just one day. I think one day we we gotta go over the brackets of of you know uh, NXT 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 uh, uh, takeover like the best ones and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Because again, I mean, there's one the takeover New Orleans which was which was fire. I don't know. It's weird, man. I I, I can never you know, I can never really remember like a lot of stuff now because. So so much wrestling, so much content of everything is going on, and, you know, it's hard to keep up. But, yeah, that was NXT. Now I'm going to take a break for a second to go into other thoughts that um, I need to talk about. Um, just to, like, you know, do some filler. Just so I can, you know, have a... You know what I mean? Not everything has to be three hours with me, but, you know, I don't learn... I learn from WWE, I guess. I think I gotta make my podcast three hours... Will the second hour do well in the demographic? I got I I I, I look at the demographic. Uh, Anchor gives me like you know, uh, um, like demographics for my podcast of how many listeners. I I mean for whatever, but apparently I I'm a hit with the uh the 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 eighteen the eighteen to the eighteen to thirty five uh, uh demographic on on whatever I'm doing, you know. But yeah, so let me take a break for one second. I'll come back and I'll, I'll talk about some other, you know, discourse stuff that I'll analyze like wrestling, which, you know, just to get it off my fucking chest. Okay, I am back. Let's see what else I have to go on right now. So yeah, um, yesterday, I, I should add this guy I talked about earlier in the podcast about Meek Mill and Takashi 6 9 one of the funnier things that Meek Mill said on uh, on Twitter was then when he was explaining the beef, and then the other tweet he le- like after he explained some of it, he goes and then he, and and then he spit a a a, a poo shiesty line at me, which that's what he was trying to say. But this whole beef thing, man, like I don't know, where it's just gonna make both of them look bad because again, like everyone, like every like everyone always tries to sell stuff stuff like it's real. But this is one of the ones that ever like even everybody like who who doesn't like you know analyze it like it's like everything staged or orchestrated, like this is one of them and they do this every few every every so often they do this where they'll officially go yeah this was staged, you know what I mean and I guess that's supposed to be the obvious thing so like even even they they staged the stage stuff basically you know what I mean it felt like a fucking it felt like a fucking ruthless it felt like a ruthless aggression brawl. Like you know, like oh, we're adding this to the we're adding this to the pay per view card, and we're just gonna have uh, and then to 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 like kind of sell it, we're just gonna have a little backstage like altercation to basically just kind of shoehorn it in, like when like they try to shoehorn fucking uh, um, what was that um, Mordecai and Bob Holly, and then to, to like basically I, there was no build for it. All there was was a backstage altercation. Where they're being separated, and then what's it called? Uh, Mordecai just goes to Bob Holly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crucify you, which was like one of the worst buildups to a fucking, you know, you know, for a match, you know, whatever. But yeah, I don't know where that's fucking gonna go, you know. And by the way, um, 
I'm glad that Sci High, the Prince, the rap, what well, well, he's he's a really good rapper, you know. Um, the Black History, the Black History, uh, uh, mixtape is one of my favorite mixtapes he did, uh, like uh, uh, in two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. You know what I mean? And I, you know, and he had a really good album that came out in two thousand seventeen. I really dug it. You know what I mean? He's like, I think he's one of like he's one of the guys that kind of wrote for Kanye too. I think. Um, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he he got shot at at Atlanta, uh, and I and he I mean he's okay, and I, I'm glad. And uh, I mean, listen, I know people don't like Nicki Minaj, but I listen condolences because her her dad was uh, um, hit, you know, was killed in uh, in a hit and run. Sometimes when the industry stuff happens, it's like I always have to like go to that. My mind automatically goes to that route. Like, are they trying to like? like, you know, sacrifice people, like, the system is trying to, like, just, like, get rid of people, and then, you know what I mean, under the guise of, like, hip-hop, you can kind of do these, you know, these kind of, like, you know, shootings and all that to kind of go, well, no, that's just gang warfare stuff, where it's mostly, like, you know, these elite corporate corporate types that can orchestrate the stuff, too, so, I mean, listen, man, you know, I, I know Nicki Minaj not really, you know, I mean, she's questionable, because, like, they have her associating with a guy who's a sex offender, you know what I mean, and you know she's married to that guy, but it always feels like, 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 the, like it's like, like in in the system, like they don't really care that you're a sex offender because it just adds another element to your quote unquote public character that you gotta play basically. You know what I mean, and the fact that they're accumulating, so basically like Nicki Minaj has kind of been the heel, like she's been like you know more and more so the fucking heel that, like, everyone's sick of, and then now you're analyzing who she's associated with, but I always feel like that stuff is done by design on some level, you know what I mean? Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, and then, you know, see, here's a couple of, here's a again, I, I know this sounds stupid, because, again, because, again, these are all analysis of, from me, about, how fucking character like like celebrity characters are 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 getting heel heat or or trying to be baby faces like Russell Wilson just put out a fucking simple tweet about how he you know he professing his love for for Sierra right and now all of a sudden that becomes a fucking problem for people who think he's being phony and and all that kind of shit and then 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 and then there's people who react to the people who are being stands going oh all you all you people don't have any love like but the thing is like the people who are reacting are also kind of paid characters you know what i mean like like even with uh with like with with everybody commenting on Lori Harvey because her and Michael B Jordan are are like now this like you know this public couple which could be another you know an, another you know another um, you know, kayfabe relationship where like now everyone's just gonna react to everything. Like they're like, oh my gosh, she's getting the bag, and then people are gonna be like, is this what relationships are to you? Getting the bag, but then it's like, dude, like if you know how this is run and like how you up your status, you know, in, in the sports entertainment world, like that's what she's doing, and now she ha and now they're doing like wrestling style fucking stuff where like like someone who who's a baby face like Russell Wilson professing love is getting booed by, by people when he's doing something that's... Unless, like, it's going to be proven that he's cheating on her or something, and then it's going to be like, we told you he was phony, something like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't get the... I, I get it. They're promoted on purpose, and then people get mad because people are commenting on them, but if you're going to get mad at people commenting on this stuff, then get mad at the system or the celebrities because they're putting it out for people to consume. 
so people can live vicariously to them, so people can start hating them, you know what I mean? And people can, you know, call, you know, Lori, Lori Harvey, like, you know, somebody that's, like, not being completely genuine. Just like they accuse Aisha Curry of not being completely fucking genuine because she started out as this good Christian girl who, and then she got, she got traction. I know she started getting traction when she said that, like, her, like, you know, she wishes that she would be complimented or, you know, kind of hit on um, a, a little more from other people. And then people are like, how dare you? You're married to Steph Curry and all that. Not know, not knowing that, you know, she's basically planting seeds to become a fucking character. So, like, ne- so like now people are using her, like, you know, like, talking about how, like, w- w- women are too out there, you know, what they call, like, you know, are too out there by, like, you know, like, like, live- like b- being free with, like, how they want to act, like, you know... Like, people are accusing her of slut-shaming, essentially, right? But then now she's become a character where she becomes a hypocrite. And now people will automatically defend everything that she does. And then people will automatically, like... Like, 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 you know what I mean? It's like the Steph Curry fucking stands are going to always defend her, even though like a lot, like a lot of people always claim they're too good to be, you know, getting into this stuff, but like, you know, standing, standing, uh, uh, different celebrities. But then when, when it seems like people are just piling on for no reason, I guess you have to go, I don't know, I understand why you guys hate her, but dude, she's going to be doing more stuff like that. She's meant to be a new character. You know what I mean? Like this stuff is like. Like a lot of this fuck, a lot of this relationship shit with celebrities and all that, a lot of these people end up becoming characters. I'm gonna say not not all of them, but like you know, if 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 your wife doesn't become a character, then you will be leaving that wife for somebody else, and then she'll become the character. But like now, it, it's it's like wrestling. You know what I mean? It's like when like you know, uh, they have to pair you with like some woman, and it either adds to your character or it fucking discredits your whole character. You know what I mean? So you know. Like, I, I hope it's not one of those sable, those cases of sable. Like, I hope uh, Steph Curry doesn't end up like Mark Merrill, where Aisha Curry becomes more popular than him. You know what I mean? Like, you don't fucking know that nowadays like, with how they book these uh, these celebrity fucking, you know, relationships and all that. So that's what I fucking noticed from, uh, from that. Um, uh, what else did I have? Yeah, then there was complaints about, uh, uh, about Ray Fisher, about Ray Fisher, because... People like people didn't take it seriously when Ray Fisher was complaining about the racism that he dealt with with Joss Whedon. I personally think this whole thing is a fucking storyline because Joss Whedon is out. Like he's like his I guess his fame is done. He's turning heel. So now you had Ray Fisher kind of kick it off, but then it gets overshadowed by a white woman who was complaining. Even even though Charisma Carpenter said that. Ray Fisher's uh, um, complaints is what made her come out. Even though I think this whole thing has been organized because Josh Whedon is becoming a heel. But yeah, it is interesting when you see like the like the, the white woman get more attention and more sympathy because of it, and then yet like you have people that are like that were kind of supportive of Ray Fisher, but they weren't making as big of a deal about it until. Uh, Charisma Carpenter did, you know what I mean? So like it kind of like it's like the, it's like the, even when even when a, a black guy is supposed to be like you know looked at as like a in a in a positive and uh, a hero type of way because he's standing up, it always has to be overshadowed by a fucking white woman who you know. And again, I'm not saying her her experiences are not fucking worth talking about or anything like that, but it's just funny how people were willing to like were willing to like you know 
give her the benefit of the doubt. While, you know, when it comes to someone that talks about racism, like, it's always like, oh, you're playing the race card, or you, uh, you know, um, maybe that's in your head, or something. I mean, like, 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 like stuff to discredit what they've been, what they've been through. So I, I noticed that was, like, kind of a, a thing that, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about, but I don't know how much more I can say about it. I got to watch out how it plays, because it's going to end. I guarantee you, Charisma Car- Carpenter is going to be the one that reaps the benefits of all of it, while, you know, Ray Fisher is going to be the one that kind of is still on the outs, based, basically. You know what I mean? It depends on how Hollywood is going to book this storyline. But, you know... It it is what it is, man. I I actually can't wait for the the, the Snyder cut thing. I want to see how this thing plays out. You know, I mean, everyone's been hyping it so much and all that type of thing. You know, some people hate on it because people are happy that something that they like is coming out. You know, what I mean, it's like it's a whole culture war and all that. But it seems like in, to, to the storyline to get there had to be like you know, sacrificing Josh Whedon's career basically because you know now it's his time to be kind of you know. I don't know if this is going to be his complete exile or does he come back and, you know, become more heelish, you know what I mean? Because we don't know how any of this is going to fucking end up, you know? But, uh, what else did I have written down? This is just so random. Oh, yeah, uh, with wrestling stuff, apparently Sammy Guevara has got heat with AEW and Impact, that's what it reported, because he was supposed to be in that decay angle that where that Black Taurus was supposed to come. He was supposed to be in that state because again he was supposed to go to Impact to stay there for a while or something like that, and he didn't. Well, he didn't go, and then he kind of pitched his own storyline ideas which they didn't like, and then and then and then so like you know people are like so like this whole thing is like I I believe it's gonna be a storyline anyways. Like I I do believe they will play into the storyline. Maybe they're trying to get buzz for it. So that everyone thinks this is real, like, or maybe this is this is like another example of oh look, there has to be problems with these promotions because one guy doesn't want the creative of the other people, you know, you know, they, they don't want the input of the other company giving them, you know what I mean? And, and some wrestler not wanting to put over something else, but I I really hope it's it's really just like a another layered storyline for real life where it ends up you know being what it is, you know what I mean? But. Or again, like, or maybe it's supposed to like give like some of the anti AW fans some you know some like some hope that like oh like this is all gonna fall apart because there's gonna be too many egos involved. I guarantee you there's gonna be a lot of stuff within within these within these uh promotions of working together. There's gonna be a lot of real life storylines where you're gonna find out that some of these guys are not into what's going on and some people are are not are not willing to put over some other people. Like, you know what I mean? It just can't be, oh, look, everyone's getting along. Let's just fucking go with what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, no one wants to do that shit. It just has to, there always has to be more layers for people to think, like, you know what I mean? It was already bad enough for me that, like, they're talking, they're trying to make it, like, I mean, they're building it in real life storyline where like the New Japan people were kind of pissed about the Bucks and all of that and how they screwed them over. But then it's like they helped make New Japan a little bit more popular in America and all that kind of stuff. And then there was, so there was like those controversy between that and then they didn't want to work together, even though like you, they could have been on the same page the whole time. But they're just building a real storyline. You're gonna get more of that, I feel, with with with, with, with the more that these relationships are being established within the wrestling world. 
And then I'll, I, again, I, this, I mean, I'm trying to speed through it because Raw's coming on in, like, you know, in a bit. And I also want to go watch the AEW women's, uh, the women's uh, uh, bracket in the, in, the, in, the, in the Japanese side. Um, they're, they're playing the, 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 the full first round in, uh, in, in that one hour. So, um, I mean, we're going to see. So I want to go watch that. It's going to start soon. So I wanted to go see that, and then uh, I wanted to, um, you know, just go eat dinner and watch Raw afterwards. I, I kind of know that's going to take a lot out of me. And then I, I got to get ready to recap that later on, whatever. And then, you know, I'm probably going to, you know, be pissed off more with, with 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 the way that I fucking can't even summarize the fucking moves because it's not in my fucking... It's not one of my strengths, you know what I mean? Maybe when I get my Illuminati microchip, I can kind of make it one of my strengths to, like, memorize every fucking move and memorize every, you know, Japanese match that took place in New Japan since the beginning or something like that, you know what I mean? I'll, 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 I'll serve it around a little bit. But I guess let me close with this. Um, you know I, how I mentioned a couple podcasts ago that there was, like, an FBI picture of... Someone that looks like Jericho, and people are telling me like that's not that's not Jericho at all, whatever, right? It kind of the face kind of looks like him, but lo and behold, I mean, I'm not saying he was there, but lo and behold, his wife was there, and again, it feels like in the midst of all of this shit, I don't know where it's leading, right? But it feels in the midst of all this shit, and like if they wanted, if they wanted to hide this, they could hide it. The fact that she's putting it on her Instagram. And all that. And making it known. It feels like in the midst of real life shit going down. A lot of performers are using this time. To basically use it as like. Another element. Another layer of wrestling fucking storyline. With different celebrities also. Where like people who are going to be forefront about being a part of. Like being part of that. Are going to be the heels now. You know what I mean? If Chris Jericho really wanted this to be hidden. He could have had his wife fucking hide it, right? Some people were like, no. Because like Jericho and his wife are in an open marriage. Right? I mean, a lot of them, a lot of them are. But at least Jericho admits it. That they're, they're in an open marriage. People are like, now he's going to be in a. He's going to bring out one of his side pieces to uh to pretend that, you know, he he's with her more than the wife, whatever. But, you know, people are, you know, AEW fans AW fan are, def- are deflecting. Pro-WWE people are, you know, pointing that out. But, you know, you, you don't know who from the WWE was at the fucking riots, you know what I mean? And, again, bo- again, it just shows you that, you know, Tony Khan and Vince McMahon both probably approved of them being there because they probably aligned with those guys politically and all that kind of shit. At least from the quote unquote on surface storyline of, of of what's going on here, but like you know, I, I see people like freaking out, and again, it's always these people that are fucking Biden supporters as well, though, and like they'll overlook anything, anything negative you say about Biden or the Democrats, they'll think that's like a fucking uh, a conspiracy theory, and then they'll they'll flash their fucking you know their their diploma and their fucking major at you. But like it's like, what what good is that? What what good is your poli sci major shit if you're just shilling out fucking talking points for the Democrats and Biden who are already? Let me see, let me let me see. Uh, Ronya Kalik, um, who's like a, a very cool, uh, you know, um, person who does like you know independent journalism and all that type of shit. She had a tweet that said that what Biden has done already in office with the arms deal. Let me let me go down that. Let me go down there. Uh let me go down. Um 
By the way, I, I guess the only WWE and AEW crossover you're going to get anytime soon is... The closest we're going to get to an AEW and WWE crossover is probably the intersection the, the, the intersection of, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the wrestlers that were at the fucking Capitol Riot. How about Bow Wow? Oh, by, by the way, Bow Wow is... Uh, he put out, a lot of wrestlers who are coming for me on Twitter should be happy I'm going back and forth. Most of them have like 70k followers. I'm actually helping you become a bigger name. Million dollar man laugh. How, how are you on Raw with 50k followers? Something not adding up. I mean, well, 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 Mr. Bow Wow, maybe some of these guys don't buy their followers because most of these guys are buying their followers. Oh, yeah, so yeah, so Roger Colick wrote down, Biden team approved $200 million in weapon sales to the dictatorship of Jordan, the right-wing neoliberal regime of Chile, and the pro-war organization NATO. $85 million goes to Rathion, where Biden's defense secretary sat on the board before his new gig. You know, so like, you know, what I mean, like, how is he like uh, what he's doing again? Like I've been saying, maybe this is supposed to be transparent because because now we're waking up to all this. So now all all of them are just going to pretend like they're not doing anything evil, but they're like actually like putting it out there for us to kind of be calling out because now is the time that we're we're supposed to be uprising a little bit. If if it feels it feels like that, you know, what I mean, it feels like we're going to the next uh, we're, we're going to the next fucking round of shit. Um, you know, um, you know. I, I mean, listen. What, what else can I fucking say? I'm. Just, I, I. Thing is, like, I. I guess because I. 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 I didn't get a chance to write down shit prior, so I sped up to write down basic thoughts, and then I'm like, okay, I gotta come here and do the podcast because I, I don't want to. I'm so wor. I'm so worried about falling behind again, like I did in the end of August. That like I I I won't be doing them right, and sometimes I come in here with in, in my mind going okay I I have down the thoughts that I wanted to say you know what I mean sometimes I'm practicing promos when I'm by myself kind of while I'm like going over news about what I want to say, and then by the time I fucking come on to the podcast, my thoughts just go by fast where I'm not explaining shit properly, and I'm all over the fucking map. I mean listen that's what it is bipolar coaster right? I take you on a ride to fucking you know. To my madness, that never really goes anywhere, but, you know, that's what it is. Anyways, listen, I, I gotta get going. I just wanted to finish this up, and I wanted to, you know, um, just kind of give my thoughts on NXT and other, you know, other other, other silly stuff, you know what I mean? Um, you know, about fucking really... Again, I don't even know... Again, like, whenever I see someone trending, right... My inclination is to just jot it down and then think I have a thought about it. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, even though this Russell Wilson thing could just be a filler fucking story, I always think that when they plan these things out, it always leads to something more. Like, it's going to be, you know what I mean? So I kind of like to get ahead of that to kind of predict what's going to end up happening because a lot of the stuff in, quote-unquote, social media is real life. It's not, like, real life, but it's, like storyline essentially that's gonna like pretend like it's real life and we're supposed to like live vicariously through it and the people that live vicariously through it they're like they're like like they're not ashamed because they know that they're being paid to do this 
They're paid to be like a, a reactionary online. That's why they get involved. And then the people who hate the reactionaries will start judging them because why are you getting, like, why do you care so much about this? But they're being paid to care about this. You know, everyone's getting paid for it. That's why they get, that's why a lot of these social media retweets and likes, I think they're social media currency. I, my personal, I think it's currency. It just, just, just someone with like someone with a hundred followers randomly goes viral one day. It just it makes no sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, and then you look at how many people liked it. Twenty six thousand people liked it. You go and then it it only shows. It's, it's like Periscope, where when it shows like five hundred people in your scope, it'll show. You look at the broadcast details. It'll have five people there, and then all of a sudden it wants to say four hundred ninety five more. It just feels like that's what it's like with retweets as well. It just means that like the system is boosting you up for. For this kind of stuff. You know. I don't know. But by the way. I, 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 I didn't get a finish watching SNL. But they again. They pissed off people with. Uh, doing a gorilla, gorilla Glue spoof. Of different people that used it. And of course it was obviously. It's obviously meant to like cause a reaction. Because they had all black pe- all all the, all the black cast members that were on the you know they have a lot of black cast mem- members on the show now right so now that the, you know they have that they use all of them in the gorilla glue um thing you couldn't again it's supposed to be about dumb people who are are not doing it but then when you have all black people it's the aesthetic is not really that you know people are gonna question the aesthetic you know what I mean you couldn't throw like the the Asian guy in there as well you couldn't th- throw in some of the white people in there as well like you know it just makes no fucking sense but that's what kind of got a little bit like people to I guess like SNL is kind of like you know becoming more and more obvious like it's like every once in a while SNL has to do a cringy sketch that gets everybody fucking talking whether it's political stuff I gotta give it I gotta give them credit ever since the Trump stuff ended they haven't really you know been that cringy with their fucking you know I mean they, they haven't really called out Biden much but you know the, of course they wouldn't but I mean at least like like the fucking like the fucking hacky Trump sketches have ended because like those are ruining the fucking show to me. You know what I mean? Some people will say the show was never really good, but I thought, you know, listen, it has its moments. You know what I mean? I think in in every era it has its moments. When the, the era that people always say, oh, that was the best era, you look back at that era and it's not like like not every fucking sketch hit. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like that's why I I never take the fucking SNL fucking. Um, slander seriously is because it feels like since I was I've been in high school at least or even in junior high, like anytime you hear SNL, people are like, "Oh, that show used to be good." It's kind of like with WWE or The Simpsons, you know what I mean? Where there's still some solid episodes, or you know what I mean? But people are so constant because like, it's like some people know that the show's like go like every show's gonna like end up going. Like, it end up going to be, can- like, not canceled, but, like, end up becoming the villains. So people are going to, like, already start- plant their seeds on already hating it. That's what it always seems like to me. So, like, when they, and when they do that blindly, you're going to overlook anything good that the fucking sketch show done. I don't think, as far as sketch shows go, I don't think SNL is, like, the greatest sketch show ever, whatever, even though it's been around the longest. I think it's to follow for the Howard Stern hype, where Howard Stern will be talking about it. That's the reason why I started caring about SNL, like, around, like, 2007, 2008, whatever, and again, you know what I mean? So, you know, and so, it's because of that, but it feels like, because Howard Stern's kind of, like, a shill for the institutions, 
it feels like you know he has like a tie in to Lord 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 Michaels, whatever, right? So he he he. So it always feels like he, in a way he was kind of promoting it in a way, even though he said that he doesn't have anything to do with that or or whatnot, you know. But it is what it is. Anyway, I'm gonna go. Um, take it easy. Um, have a good one. Um, and uh, I hope Texas fucking recover. I, mean, I hope everyone in Texas is safe. From the fucking power outages and all that shit, man. I, you know, what I mean, I, I didn't really take, but when when Chulo when Chulo was saying that you know there's like snow there and it's really bad, I was like ah, oh, it's just Texas. Texas doesn't really get snow too often. Come on, how how bad can it be? You know what I mean. So I I hope everyone's safe in Texas. You know. Anyways, take it easy. Peace. One last thing I forgot to mention. I didn't do my fucking score. Like, it really fucking matters, obviously. Like, the score really fucking matters at all. Um, hold on one second. Let me mute, the, mute this. Let me do the... Let me do the tally up of the scores. How did I do? I said, uh... I said EO... I said EO and Shotzi. I said Shotzi and Ember. I said EO, which I got right. MSK, I got right. Kushida, no, I didn't, I, I didn't get right. And then Balor, so I got one, two, three. I got three out of five right. Now, let me see how I thought WWE would handle it. They said Tony Storm. Nope. I said Shotzi and Ember. WWE would do that. Nope. MSK, which I got right. Gotta get, so basically, three out of five. Three out of five. Um from what I wanted, so, I mean, take that, take that with a, you know, grain of salt, you know what I mean, you know, anyway, hold on, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so that, so that's basically it, I mean, I mean listen, this is when it's just five matches, it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, you know, hit home, but I guess, you know, either way, you know, I, I passed the test of what I wanted and what I thought WWE would do, so, I mean, it is what it is. Anyways, take it easy.